Hello, Hello, everybody. <laughs> every time I'm going to do it. Every favorite time. thing to do is to do the intro. Oh, with me. Oh, man. I should just love Mark's supercut. Yeah, you got to make a supercut. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. We try that again. You've seen those movies where they say, make my day. Or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm going to say that, did you? and welcome to another episode of the Film Feast Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bledsoe. Uh, and this week, I'm just going to hang out with some friends and just answer some questions, talk about some movies, and just kind of, you know, shoot the shit. We don't really have a plan. So <laughs> who am I going to shoot the shit with? Uh, I am, it's two guys that have been here before, many times. Uh, first is the king of 2006 movies, uh, the creator of Unscottable. It's Mark Wander. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Matt? It's good. It's good. Uh, and real quick here, it is author, scholar, uh, <laughs> uh, critical thinker. I don't know. Hayden Gilbert. Hayden, how you doing? <laughs> there are some who would call me the villain of this podcast. We but I made fear of fear. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I have no, I have no plan. Uh, we'll see what author happens. and scholar and critical thinker. Those are all those are all doing very heavy lifting when it comes to me but thank you so much that makes me feel so qualified well yeah i don't know i uh had to suffer mark really quick and then i was like shit what do i say for him <laughs> it's like i know author i was you know like what, what is, what is on your feet saying? that is ve- that was very flattering thinking on I, feet, I like so. to flatter my guests that's what i that's what i do around here um so yeah this week i appreciate you guys doing this because i kind of just said hey do you want to do like a hangout episode and uh yeah, we don't have a plan for this episode. Uh, this is kind of just, we have questions. I put something out just yesterday and asked people for any questions they want to ask us that we'll answer. We got a few and I appreciate those. And we'll read, I'm going to do those all probably first, make sure we read them all. And then we're probably just going to talk about random stuff. So um, I love nothing more than to just shoot the shit. That's always my favorite part of uh, coming on these things. And that's my favorite part of talking to anybody is just shooting the shit and getting to know them and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. why our episodes are so long because we shoot the shit and we don't talk about we do actual shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how long this episode will be. Conservatively, five to six hours. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Fun Thank fact: you. my parents have recently started listening to these podcasts. Oh, oh so no. um, <laughs> yeah, I'm already gonna hear about the two swear words I just I just uttered. <laughs> my mom well, that thought- can just bleep them out. I can't. I don't that won't that be. That won't be difficult. Oh, that's the, that's I don't have the technology for that, Hayden. I don't have that. Kind <laughs> Look, of, that mom, costs dad, dollars. <laughs> I love you guys. I am not going to swear on this episode. I'm going to try my best not wow. to swear on this episode. <laughs> what I'm going to do instead is lay out my liberal agenda. Oh. 
<laughs> so I'm all I'm gonna do is talk about my leftist politics for this entire episode. Uh, yeah. they, they're gonna hate that even more. Yeah, I'm gonna hear, oh. I'd hear more about that than Ooh. swearing. And special guest Bernie Sanders, everybody. He's he- oh yeah, <laughs> Bernie Sanders. We got AOC in here. Ooh. Got AOC on the podcast. We got who else? We got them all, man. We got. <laughs> All the liberal stars are here. Mom, dad, dad, I love you. Please don't get mad at us for this. My mom has shockingly stopped mentioning any kind of swearing, which really worried me. I thought you were going to say, my mom has slowly stopped talking to me. (laughs) It's been a very slow process uh, of her not talking to me. No, she she listens, which is very sweet. I had posted about this and she supports it. But you know what's funny? She hasn't mentioned any swear or anything like that, but she has mentioned every time she's like, Boy, I just want to hear about Con Air. And you guys are an hour in, still haven't talked about Con Air, or this episode's too long. <laughs> your mom's your mom's like a good critic. She is. She's really she's like telling me the business. I'm like, I, we just like to have fun and talk. And she's that's like, That's how yeah, that's <laughs> I how I that's Con Air. <laughs> sorry. That's how my mom was whenever like uh like I've I ever since I was a kid, I've kind of always hidden my creative in, endeavors from my um from my parents just because I'm like I don't know. I don't, I don't want y'all to know all this stuff about me or, what, or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, we have a great relationship already. Don't don't ruin it by learning about me. But no. <laughs> but uh, there was a there was a uh, I was on a podcast way back, and my mom found it and listened to it, and she was like, um, she was like, you say like too much, Jeez. <laughs> and, I, and it it just like embedded a a deep insecurity in me now, where I'm just. <laughs> I was. I do say like all the time. If I ever counted it, it would. Uh, it'd be so embarrassing. I. So, I don't. I apologize to Mark's parents for saying like so much. We're just apologizing to my parents for anything. Matt, do you have anything you want to apologize to my parents for? <laughs> to your parents? Uh, for all the swearing I may do, I guess. I don't know. They don't care about that. They only care about my swearing. Do they? Do they? I mean, they listen to this podcast. They said like, "Oh, that Matt sounds like a nice young gentleman," or anything. Or something actually they have oh okay good i thought you could tell me they like no. you more than they like me <laughs> what'd they say about me yeah oh i don't want to bring that up oh <laughs> but, um, my mom likes most of my friends more than me that's how it goes to parents they tend to like like your friends more than you because i guess they get all the the friends are always so polite you know they just come they in. see what they could have ended up with and it's always better it's always going to be better the grass, the know. grass, so much greener. So much greener. Um, wow, this we really could go on for hours, couldn't we? Um, well, I have I should probably put us in some kind of direction. So uh I put out on Instagram and Twitter about questions. We got a few. Um, a couple of these I did send to you guys ahead of time because there was no way uh, I could oh, come no. up with a couple of these answers on my on my feet, you know. Yeah. Like I like I had to think about a couple of these. So the first question we got, the first question I'll read was from our friend Daniel Epler. All of Daniel. Okay. Um, and uh top three zombie movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> who wants to go first? I, I'm ready. If you guys need to, I mean, I I got I got my number one. I have to think on the number two and number three. So yeah, why don't you go first? Okay, uh, number one, I, I went the original Dawn of the Dead. I I Copy kind of I could have said the all the Romero trilogy, but I was <laughs> like I I'll just say I'll pick the one. I'll pick the one. Um, and then I picked Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm classics and, classics i didn't realize those rhyme till i just said them out loud uh <laughs> and uh and then i went with one cut of the dead there you go saying one of the dead 
that yeah. <laughs> I like I haven't seen one cut of the dead yet but from what I've heard is does that count as a zombie movie because it sounds to me more like it's about filmmaking than I it's thought about, about this zombies. I thought about this when I picked it but I said you know what I, it counts I just was like I'm making I had a lot of qu- okay so <laughs> I'm so sorry so that, huh. okay right off the top whenever I was like we're doing a hangout episode I love that love that Whenever we were like, we're coming out with questions. I was like, oh, God, I'm nervous because I'm so bad at thinking on my feet unless it's just in conversation. So I was like, oh, God. So now I'm overthinking every question I've got here in front of me, whereas it's completely not the point of this at all. But I'm thinking, are we talking zombie movies or are we talking movies with zombies in them or? <laughs> oh, I see. you. OK, I see the difference. OK, right. uh, I think. If it has zombies in it at all, or you know, okay, okay, it's fine, okay. It's- <laughs> and and right. okay, we're not gonna get we're not gonna get gate creepery where we're like, those are technically infected people, are well, we? I, or I, we? No, sounds I, like I, I 100% am. No, Mark, I'm is, joking. Okay. Oh. I'm not. I well, do see, not like that argument. People are like they're infected. I'm like, if they look, if it looks like a zombie and moves like a zombie, it's a zombie. Let's just call it a zombie. Come on. That was <laughs> one of the podcast ideas we threw around many years ago. Was gate creepers, and uh, there's just not. <laughs> oh my I mean, God. that would just be an insufferable podcast. But yes, like that kind of stuff. Actually, Frankenstein is the doctor. The monster <laughs> is the creature. I mean, it looks like I, al- I already did that with one cut of the dead. So we're already creeping gates. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I got I got mine. I'll go ahead. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm uh, I'm going with you. Dawn of the Dead. Uh, my original. That's just one of my like favorite movies in general. Uh, Wreck would probably be my number two. If we're not counting the other Romero movies, which um, I like technically, that. Those are possessed people. <laughs> And then um, uh, I'd need, I'd really need more time to think on it. But off the top of my head for my number three, I think I'd go uh, 28 weeks later. I don't know which one I like oh. more. Uh, I love 28 right now, weeks. Right now I'm going 28 weeks. On some days I like 28 days later, but today I like 28 weeks later. Okay. I'll be honest. I've never seen the original Dawn of the Dead. Wow. I know. <laughs> I, need, I need to rectify that. It's just so dang hard to find. <laughs> That's true. It, it's not easily uh, accessible. What is the deal with that? Why? Why is? Why are the rights it's, all tied up? It's because it's, uh, Richard pro- Rubenstein, yeah, the Richard producer, Rubenstein. demands an insane amount of money for anyone who wants to put it out or show it or do anything with it. Yeah, he thinks it's worth way more than it is. Is what I gather. Like Richard Rubenstein, producer of the Night Flyer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, somehow I saw the original Dawn of the Dead in a theater, which I thought would be tough really? because. You got to pay. Usually, I thought a lot of money to get that shown, but maybe it's different with distributing it versus showing it a theater. But that was, yeah. and it was, I liked it before that screening a few years ago. But when I saw that, I was like, oh no, I love this movie. Um, wow. Played so well with the crowd. So somehow that happened. But yeah, hmm. <laughs> hopefully it'll play near you or something one day. Well, hell, Hayden, I got that. Um, I got a copy I can let you borrow next time I see you then. I don't know I'll, why I never I will, think about it. I will that. borrow it because I. I like uh, Night of the Living Dead and I like Day of the Dead, but I need to see Dawn of the Dead. Um, I feel like Dawn of the Dead is one of those classics that you're just like, it can't be as good as everyone says it is. But then you're watching it. You're just like, OK, this I've seen is like cl- I've seen like clips of like the little pies in the face. And I was like, this is good. <laughs> this is good. movie. <laughs> now, OK, zombies. 
how do y'all feel about zombies? I'm not a big zombie fan. I've never really been I, a big zombie. I realized when he asked me this question, I was like, oh, I'm not a big zombie fan. <laughs> like, yeah. um, because I, I was, like I was, what you can. I like what you can do with them. Like, right. uh, I like. Uh, I really like. This isn't one of mine, but I like in Plague of the Zombies, the Hammer movie, where it's like, oh, the uh, the there's like a there's an evil. I can't remember if he's like a sorcerer or a mad scientist, but he's using um, the zombies as like as like slave labor, like from beyond the grave. He's forcing them to work for him. I'm like, that is horrifying. But most of the time when zombies, you get the narrative of, uh, well, man is the real monster. The zombies are just there. It's just a bunch of that and then a bunch of insane gore effects. And there's not much more to it. Right. Like, even, like, most incisive commentary you could make with the zombie, the zombie subgenre has already been made so many times. Yeah. It's just like, who cares? <laughs> All right. My first two are definitely zombie movies. Okay. <laughs> City of the Living Dead. Oh. Uh-huh. Love that movie. It's a great movie, yeah. It's always between that or House by the Cemetery for my favorite Fulci, but City of the Living Dead. Ooh, that... Oh. <laughs> It's so good. It's just a movie of nonstop insane moments. <laughs> yeah, and the zombies and, and the and Fulci zombies are like nasty. Oh yeah, they're oh hell yeah, gross. And I love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then different, not nasty zombies, but like spooky zombies. I liked uh, the uh, Val Luton movie. I walked with a zombie. That's my number two. Ooh, oh, I've always wanted to watch that. Have I seen that movie? <laughs> I my- hadn't till they were all on like a lot of Val Luton movies were on shutter. I think last year. Oh, wow. and I just like powered through them before they lost them. Cause shutter loses their rights to stuff. Like after a week, well, yeah, <laughs> like, say, you're, you're never sure how long something's going to be up there. So <laughs> I watched that one. And um, that was a movie where it was one of those things. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure y'all have had these experiences where when you're a kid, you're looking through like books in the library or something and you see a, a picture from a movie is still frame and it's like burrowed in your, it's like buried in your brain. You're like, that is an amazing tableau. I want to see that, but you can never remember the movie. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was me with this movie for a long time. There was, I can't remember even what the book was, but there was a picture from this movie with, I think it's two women at the far left of the screen. And there's like a, they're standing in like the woods and there's like a, a lamb or a goat hanging from a tree it had been sacrificed or something i was like that is one of the most beautiful and spooky images i've ever seen and never knew what it's from eventually watched this movie i was like oh wow brain blast jimmy neutron blame brain blast this was <laughs> <laughs> i like i really like <laughs> i walked to the zombie because it's so atmospheric um and then my third one i couldn't decide because okay y'all are gonna have to help me here okay Okay. okay. This is going to be the whole episode. He's going to be asking us to pick his choices I'm for him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, the fog are those ghosts or zombies? Those oh, are ghosts. Those are ghosts. Those are ghosts? <laughs> okay. No fog. Um, are mummies zombies? Wow. I don't know because mummies have like a d- added supernatural powers yeah. that elevate them i think but if it's like karis and he's just like walking around he's like a golem he's just doing somebody else's bidding 
He's like a zombie. That... I've never thought of it like that before, but that one would be a judgment call, I guess. Yeah, for the sake of conversation, we'll just say no. Mummies are mummies, zombies are zombies. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it came down between and both of these count, but I okay, so I was like trick or treat, and then I was like, but zombies are only like part. They're only like a very small part of that. Well, and also, wouldn't those be ghosts too? I thought they were. Yeah, are they ghosts? I don't know. <laughs> we're talking very, about the- they. Very, they look very much like zombies. They do, they and they're do. treated like zombies. But for the sake of conversation, we'll say no. See, I'm just cheating. I'm just naming. See, like, like, zombies <laughs> are like mindless creatures. All they can do is wander and eat. Right. Those ghosts, like they. They come back for a certain time and then they go back to hibernate or some shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. So I'll say Slither. Okay. That one. <laughs> they're, never... they're, they're mindless. They're mindless. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I just, I've Cause never like, thought... is Night of the Creeps an alien movie or, or is it a, uh, is, is that a zombie movie? Could it be both? Right. <laughs> like See, that's what I'm saying. So I'm going to say Slither is my third. You're right. You're right. Sure. I've just, I've just never act- actively <laughs> thought of Slither. As yeah, a I haven't either. Movie, but you're right. It is. And I really love Slither. Slither's, Slither's great. great. It's very gross. That but... James Gunn, uh, I, he, he's, he's got a future ahead of him, I think. <laughs> I hope he's doing all right. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's doing okay. Actually, okay. no, I don't hope he's doing okay. Oh. He's, kind of, he's kind of insufferable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. I he, was he made fine. the he made the movie last year that I liked the most that also angered me the most. I remember Whoa. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those things the- are not mutually exclusive, right? Like what? Suicide Squad was not your number one movie of last year. No, 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 no. He just liked right. it, but then there's right, right. happens here at the end that he hated. <laughs> right. It was this. your favorite one that you had a moment that you hated so. Much. I cannot think about that movie without thinking about that movie. Yeah, it's it's like. <laughs> Yeah, we're, yeah, we won't get into that. I think that <laughs> we, we, we've already litigated that. We... <laughs> all right, all right. Well, remember when that movies. movie was like, think... we this movie has a heart because rats <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. I don't know where Taika Waititi's like, but rats. And you're like, yeah. no, the, the whole movie has a bit. No, shut up. It's not the point of this movie. You see, I, I, I do think that movie had a heart. I just think no. James Gunn. <laughs> undercut his own moments by doing better what i can't believe i'm saying this because i do love the dawn of the dead he wrote and i love slither but i do feel like he's best when he is forced to tone it down because i love the guardians movies and those aren't nearly as obnoxious because he doesn't just like have free license to throw around the f word or any obscenities that he wants and he's it kind of forces him to be more creative whereas in suicide squad he's just like Oh, freak! I didn't say I didn't say the word, mom. I, I didn't say the word. I forgot you're still trying to do that. <laughs> this is the best bit, Mark. I know this is a good bit, Mark. If you can make the whole right. podcast, yeah, like this, this is be amazing. Good. My point um, being, he, yeah. uh, they can say whatever they want, do whatever they want, and it feels way too edge lordy. Uh, I see your point. Uh, I think he undercut himself a bit in Suicide Squad when he didn't need to, like there was moments that were emotional and then he has to undercut it with a joke because I guess that's who he is. But like in guardians two, that whole ending, I think is pretty emotional. He doesn't, he doesn't undercut it with humor. If I remember right, he kind of lets it right. play oh, out. Hold on. Someone's got some thoughts. Okay. 
Oh, I thought I thought Hayden was going to try. What oh. about what? About the ending of Guardians 2 because whenever I bring that up you talk about how Yondu's just a piece of shit the whole time and how yeah, the movie he doesn't is. Earn yeah. That. Oh, okay, yeah. I had forgotten the end of Guardians 2. Yeah, you're right. It is <laughs> and it like that that's my big problem with it is they spend two movies going like yeah, Yondu tortured me as a child. Yeah, it was awful. He's he's terrible. He's terrible, but he's funny. And then the last, and then the ending of Guardians Two is like, he might have been your father, but not your daddy. <laughs> it's just like okay, but this is unearned, just like the rats in Suicide Squad. Oh, it's enough to just say something. <laughs> and then it's like oh, okay, yeah. No, and right, yeah, we were talking about zombie now. That movies? being said, that right? Why well, can we finish that? I think we're. That, <laughs> well, that being said, when that happened in Guardians Two, when he says that. Before you think about it, you're like, oh, wow, that's really sweet. Fun fact, he's literally about to kill him at one point in Guardians 1. Yeah. Yeah. What a good father. He's his daddy. Well, the end of that movie is ruined for me. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, No, I... Well... yeah, freak you guys. (laughs) Freak you guys. I'm going... Um. Well, anyway, thank you, Daniel, for the question. I hope we answered yes. it. <laughs> I hope, you I hope we did too. I think we, we, it was pretty straightforward. Um, uh, okay. Uh, another top three question uh, from Preston, our friend Preston Mitchell. Um, he wanted our top three Texas-based movies. I wonder why he asked us that. You're from Texas. He's from Texas. Yeah. We're all <laughs> from Texas. I didn't know all if you knew Texas, he was from Texas Matt. as well. Yeah. I did, yeah. I know. Matt, you're from Texas, right? Uh, yeah, technically. Matt, why, why <laughs> I can't even lie. You I'm pretend not... you're from Texas on this episode, so you don't have to be the spirit, outsider. In spirit, yeah. I went to Houston one time as a kid. <laughs> I saw the Astrodome. <laughs> Drove by oh, it. Oh, dude, the Astrodome. <laughs> Houston sucks, dude. I hate Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Houston. It is just so big, and like, I've got friends who love Houston, who, and I'm like, I guess if you have nostalgic affection for it, but. It's just a big mess of a sea. There's nothing to do there. I mean, the, the weird thing about that trip was I don't even know why. Well, we weren't even really in like Houston proper. I feel like we flew into Houston and uh-huh. then drove probably like an hour out somewhere else. We were like by a lake, I feel like, some kind of yeah place. And uh, I don't know why we were in there because we don't know anybody in Texas. Like, I don't know if we like, <laughs> like we won a trip. I don't know what the <laughs> hell, why we were there. You got to go to Texas. I'm just surprised you didn't go to like San Antonio and see the Alamo or right. something like that. I don't remember seeing anything. I don't remember doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember seeing anything. Like, it was, we. I remember we like, yeah, we stayed in this like timeshare for like a week. I don't remember doing jack shit. I think we took like a, ro- a ride on like a lake. I got a tick. A tick fell into my oh, my hair. Oh God! And I was like washing my hair in the shower, and I was like, "What's that?" No, and then I got out, oh, and my no. my mom's friend like was looking. She was like, "Oh, you have a tick," and I had to pull it out with tweezers. So we always still joke like, "You got a tick in Texas." That's like the only thing that memorable came out of that Texas trip. Oh my <laughs> like, God! Um, I didn't oh. get Lyme disease, thankfully. So yeah, it was. Yeah, weird... I was about to say, do I bring up Lyme disease? <laughs> no, I I was okay. I I remember also being hot as hell. It was like July or August. Oh. Dude. and it was the hottest place i feel like i'd ever been um but oh, yeah not I, to this day i asked mom <laughs> why'd we go to texas she goes i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well the you gotta come back down it. visit mark and i we'll take you to the river not and not in I, houston we'll take now you i ever i want to hear like every other place i always hear about i want to go there more than houston i want to go to san antonio and austin and you uh, don't want to come to beaumont though that's worse <laughs> <laughs> um what is the other i've 
San Antonio, Austin, Houston. What's like the other big? There's like a four. Dallas. 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 I could. I forgot about Dallas. So I was like, what's the other major city in there? Um, yeah. Dallas doesn't sound that exciting to me, but Dallas is <laughs> well, like that is where they Dallas host is like uh, Texas little... Frightmare Weekend. Yeah, oh. Dallas is like a little more exciting than Houston. <laughs> oh well, well, one day I'll come back and go yeah. see some stuff because I didn't see anything. I was like, <laughs> I saw nothing. That's so funny. Maybe weird. y'all saw NASA. Did y'all see NASA? Oh, maybe we did. <laughs> you might have just dropped my memory a little bit. Did we? We yeah. might have gone there. Ironically, I've never been to NASA in Texas, but I've been really? to NASA in Florida. Really? Oh, yeah. I have gone, I I definitely gone to the Florida one, but I went we, to the Florida we one, and then I always ask my parents, "Hey, are we ever going to go to the uh, uh, one in Houston?" And I don't know why they've never taken me there. <laughs> I, maybe one day, Mark. Maybe we'll all go together. <laughs> no, let's wait for an answer. Hmm. Why didn't y'all take Mark? Well, we will have to wait until my parents listen to this episode yeah. and then they call me yeah, and tell they me can why. Answer. <laughs> they this can message me bit. on Twitter. This is a good, this is a good bit. This is a good bit. Um, I appreciate a good long-running bit. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, <laughs> favorite Texas movies. Huh. All right. Well, off the top of my head, I, 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 off the top of my head, Matt and I uh, had a little talk earlier. Oh, yeah. Before we, we started. We before. forgot about a very obvious one. Super um, obvious. <laughs> so maybe the, I should go first then. Well, yeah. Okay. So All right. My top three, off top of my head, I would go No Country for Old Men. Mm. What the hell? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. God damn it. And I mean, dang it. I mean, gosh dang it. <laughs> I thought that was just Mark's thing. You could swear, right? That- no, but it's funnier if we all try not to. I okay, I'll try. <laughs> I like, I'll try, but I yeah. don't know. Anyway, yeah. uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, love Spielberg, and um, <laughs> I hate you, freak you, dude. Uh, third would probably be maybe Devil's Rejects. That's in Texas, right? Is it? See, I didn't know, so I didn't. I didn't put it on there. I all right. If Devil's Rejects <laughs> is in Texas, I'll go with that. If it's not, I'll go with Blood Simple. You know what? It would make sense if it's in Texas. I'm pretty sure it is. Wait, House of a Thousand Corpses is just a Toby Hooper. Oh, I'm sorry, Wait, Steven oh, Spielberg. I, although William Forsythe has that uh, one line where he says "100% Alabama ass kicking." So is it Alabama, oh. or is he just from Alabama? Guys, <laughs> I'm going to look this up quickly because I need an answer to this. Wait, what was your favorite one? If not Devil's Rejects, <laughs> uh, Blood Simple. I mean, that's a good movie. You probably. <laughs> Yeah, you could probably just say that instead. Where does the devil's region? Ah, okay. Uh, Ruggsville, Texas. So, is that a yeah. real place? I don't, I've never heard of it. <laughs> Ruggsville is a fictional city located oh. in Ruggsville County, Texas. It is the primary setting of the 2003 horror film House of Thousand Corpses and 2005 sequel Devil's Rejects. So, yeah, okay. Devil's Rejects would be my number three. So, do your top three again because I kind of feel like you, you okay. said a few things. <laughs> Um, no country know, for old men. Always, well, it's weird because I've always said that I like Blood Simple more than No Country for Old Men. But in terms of like being a Texas movie, man, No Country for Old Men, like you just you can't beat it. So oh, No yeah. Country, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and The Devil's Rejects. Hayden, you got yours? Oh God. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> wow, mine is so boring, dude. Okay. Mine's boring Text- too. Don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Text Chainsaw Massacre. Was that the one y'all have forgotten? Yeah. Yep. We were sitting here going like, oh, right. It has a name in the title. 
It's a little too Take, obvious. Uh, takes chainsaw massacre. Okay, so here's the thing about Texas is like Texas is so big. Like, I mean, we used to take trips out to Del Rio whenever we were kids. Uh, I mean, not just by ourselves, like uh, as a family, and it would take legitimately ten hours just to get from our end of the state all the way to the west end of the state, and so through all that uh, expanse, there are very there are very different regions and like landscapes and environments and stuff like that. But you only ever really see like central and West Texas really kind of shown in, in movies. So I don't have any good representation of like uh, uh, that, that I can like point to for like where I grew up because Southeast Texas is basically just Louisiana. Um, so mine, mine aren't going to reflect that at all. It's just well, going to be like fun fact. The only Texas. movie I can think of that takes place where I grew up, which is Corpus Christi, is uh, the Denzel Washington, Mark Wahlberg movie, Two Guns, which wasn't even filmed there. Well, oh, didn't so. Red Rocket film there? Did it? Yeah, I think so. I haven't. I, I haven't seen Red Rocket. Who watched Red Rocket? No honestly, one. no one. Anyways, um, so uh, <laughs> Texas Tex Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, what what needs to be said? One I of the great, possibly yeah. the greatest horror movie ever made by uh, Steven Silver. Oh, for God. <laughs> so I hate I hate. I know you're doing a bit. I know you're doing a bit. I hate it. I hate it. I um, hate people do that. So, but I know you're kidding. So, yeah. <laughs> Mark does it to annoy me. I know. So I'm, I'm trying to turn around, but he doesn't care. <laughs> uh, we all believe Toby Hooper directed Poltergeist. Great. Okay, we're on the same page. Oh, yeah. No oh, one yeah. dissent from that opinion. <laughs> um, Days and Confused. Love Days and Confused. That, oh, that's like one that I can just throw on yeah, at any freak. time. I forgot about that one. That's <laughs> Mark, one. how do you feel about Days and Confused? Because I know you don't really love coming of age movies. I don't. I mean, yeah, movies about teenagers just make me wish I'd spent my childhood a lot differently. That was fun <laughs> right. out. But um, but but you like Days and Confused. I love Days and Confused because that's just like I don't know. At the end of the day, that's just a hangout movie on one day. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I I I don't I really don't know how to put it into words, but there are a lot of coming of age movies I just I tend not to watch because they bum me out. Uh, Dazed and confused. I hear a lot of people say it kind of bums them out because it kind of gives them that same feeling. It just makes them you know uh, ruminate on years past. But mm -hmm. I get that feeling from every coming of age movie. So it's no different for me, and I just mm -hmm. think it's funny, fun hangout movie. Yeah. yeah. And then my third is uh. Another funny, fun hangout movie, uh, The Tree of Life by Terrence Malick. Oh, <laughs> nice I love, I love Terrence movie. Malick. Yeah, I love <laughs> Terrence Malick. So, uh, there's a few that you could put in there, I guess, because he's from, he lives in like uh, around Austin. So, but I'd say Tree of Life, although I do like Song to Song a lot too. He was making Song to Song, and what's that other one? Uh, Night of Cups, or he made like song to song and Night of Cups. He's like making these two movies around the exact same time. Yeah, I think I think at the same time because they definitely have crossover like, actors. Different stories about like, hey, uh, Ryan Gosling spotted in Austin. Hey, Christian mm -hmm. Bale spotted in Austin at the same time. I like song to song. I remember seeing that and everybody hated it. I mean, story of my life, but uh, <laughs> but then it 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 ends on top of Enchanted Rock with like a. Uh, 
uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, Rooney Mara up there, and he's like bathing her feet. You know, very, very ter- the most Terrence Malick thing you could ever imagine. Like very, you know, whatever spiritually, <laughs> uh, spiritually significant. Is she in, supposed in, to be in, like, Jesus? Nature. Sure. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's great. It's a great movie. I like it. Now, I have a question for you. I know it was filmed in Texas, but does any part of True Grit take place in Texas? No. Oh, okay. Arkansas. Dang it. Well, you could have. I, that, I, guess, I guess that's why that wasn't on your list. Well, it would have been on there otherwise. <laughs> well, they do go out to like uh, a territory. So at that time, it wouldn't have been Texas, even if it is. Because they go out to like a quote-unquote indian territory i think you could maybe count it well i mean it wasn't established as texas yet. it wasn't established in Texas, but it still takes place See, on I'm, the I'm land thinking that too, i'm thinking too hard You're thinking about too much these. about it just yeah. <laughs> i'm still gonna say what i said i'm so i'm still gonna say what i said i mean it's a good <laughs> list regardless i'm not trying to make you change your mind on it i just yeah uh wait what's we your top know, three we all, we, yeah we all know we love true grit um <laughs> what is my top three? I just erased it. it Texas Chainsaw Massacre was number Texas one. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Days and Confused, and uh, Tree of Life. Okay. I was going to say, I, I don't think I've seen a Terrence Malick movie, but I have seen Badlands, so I have seen one. Oh, dude. I love <laughs> Terrence Malick. I'm, he's one of those directors that I'm glad I got into at the time I did, because I was pretentious at the time. And, I, <laughs> and I, I, he's grandfathered in. I still love Terrence Malick. I'll still see anything that he puts out but i know if i tried to watch terrence Malick movie for the first time today i'd be like no, <laughs> no well, that doesn't bode well for me i that own doesn't bode well uh, me either but yeah <laughs> i own the new world and tree of life uh haven't watched either one of them yet yeah i don't mark i i i don't have much hope for you liking them but if you do I, be pretty like, happy, I feel like i get i feel like i can get in the mindset for those movies and i mean i don't know if i'll love them i feel like i might like him, <laughs> like him. <laughs> like I think you. I think you'd have an easier time liking Badlands out of all of them. Well, I mean, that sounds like a, like like a movie. Yeah, it's like a movie. That that one's like, a, <laughs> that one's like a little movie, like a story. I guess I should say. Yeah, yeah, like a narrative, sort of. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> what are your three favorite Texas movies, Matt? Oh yeah. Um, I forgot I had an answer to <laughs> Um, this podcast is a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> i think it was uh well okay i had to go my top three texas movies uh sorry preston uh so <laughs> um also i had to look up i was like what part of uh texas is preston from he's from dallas so oh i'm sorry i'm well i you know what i did mouth dallas yeah i did dallas. dallas it's better than houston there we go <laughs> that should be their city motto <laughs> dallas it's better than houston <laughs> yeah um okay texas chainsaw massacre is number one like but then I forgot No Country Old Men was Texas, which is stupid because there's a whole part where he crosses the border. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I, uh, I don't know where I thought it took place, but um, that's probably my number two, No Country for Old Men. Uh, and then I'm torn between Dazed and Confused and Blood Simple. So I'm going to mm. stay a tie at number three. <laughs> um, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Preston, how do you feel about Matt just taking his answers from what Hayden and I said and not <laughs> Those were pre-written. trying to think Those were written right of a separate movie? Oh, <laughs> look, there's a lot of movies that take place in Texas, but those are the best ones. There are, there are three or four of the best movies that take place in Texas. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> we all have similar everyone, taste, I would say. Everyone so. can agree on everyone can agree on these. They're good. They're great. <laughs> They're classics. Man, we are how far into this? We've answered two questions and I have four more. We haven't talked about anything else we want oh, to talk I've got about. A, yeah, I've got a bunch and of questions. And we've got a couple of questions, I think. Why don't we uh, mix in now? It's already, we're already going on long enough. Why don't we mix in one of your guys' questions? Who, who okay. has a question they really want to ask? Okay. I'll go. You want to go first, Mike? Why the hell not? Um, let's talk music. Oh, okay. no. welcome to Music Feast. Oh, God. I am curious. Hijacked. Music Feast. <laughs> music Mother Sound Feast. Uh huh. I am curious. What are some of y'all's favorite needle drops oh, in movies? Man, you did this ask. Was so hard. This, this is, so I didn't hard. even think about this question. Shit. It stressed I mean... me out so much because <laughs> I've already come up with four and you guys can't even come up with one. No, I've got a few. I just can't think of my favorites because it's like, I got to push everything else out. These got to be the favorites, but no, I just came up with a few. I really love. These are all off the top of your head. We are, we are all going to be thinking of different ones later and we're going to be texting in our little group chat. I should have mentioned that. I should have mentioned that. I love needle drops, man. A good or even a bad needle drop will always get me excited. So suicide squad. I was, I was in love the whole time. (laughs) The good suicide squad, not the James Gunn one. I'm joking. You don't own me. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the thing. Do uh, another me overthinking something. Do needle drops have to be diegetic? Do they have to be a character playing a song and then it like plays over it, or can it just be a song from the soundtrack that Are plays you, over it? That's a good question. Tr- now you're just trying to make this go longer. Any song in a movie. <laughs> Any song in the movie. Okay, that that makes it a lot easier. Any song in the movie that's not the score, so we can't say like... All right, let me... Every time... You guys use the word needle drops a lot. When you guys use that word, are you talking about a character literally dropping a needle on a record? (laughs) No. I mean, no, 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 definitely not. No, I'm saying... so, So we cannot count Where Is My Mind in Malignant because that is incorporated into the score, Correct. Wait, no, that you can... That no, still no, even though think, it is a separate song, but it does get incorporated in the score. I think that's still okay, though. I'm no, th- I'm you thinking can absolutely like, count that. I mean, well, then I'm song. counting all three instances of uh, Where's My Mind and Malignant, because it's always great. <sighs> it is so good. If you had to pick one of those to be your favorite, which one would it be? Oh, the first one. I'm adopted. The best one. See, for me... Oh, my God. The I'm third adopted. one. Oh my she, god! <laughs> when she falls out of the attic and oh. we find out she's been staying in the house, yeah. glorious. That is like the maybe the most like jaw dropping moment I've ever seen in a theater. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's just go back and forth. Okay. Okay. So that was that was one of mine, and one of Mark's. I guess. Oh, it's my turn. Um, I did not. I should have thought about this question because you did kind of put this to us yesterday. I didn't think about it at all. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, "Cat People" by David Bowie and Glorious Bastards. Oh yeah, Damn that's it. a good one. <laughs> Was that one of yours? Stole yours? one of yeah. I'm sorry. That's fun. I got plenty more. <laughs> and I don't guess have That one is that is incredible though. It's so good. Yeah, it's really well used. I I never heard that song before that movie. Neither had I. I was like, how um, I heard this David Bowie song. <laughs> possibly my favorite one of all time, uh, Raindrops in Spider-Man 2. 
I oh, okay. <laughs> love when that kicks in. I love the montage. The the freeze frame at the end of the montage may be my favorite moment in any superhero movie. It's oh, great. What so if I just good. came in here and said raindrops from clerks too? <laughs> I'd cry. Don't worry. I'm not. <laughs> I do like that one though. But no, the Spider-Man one's great. Yeah, yeah. Malk? Um, okay. Maybe my favorite one of all if if not my favorite of all time, like my number two on the movie I'm watching now, actually, that I got playing in the background for your enjoyment. <laughs> um, wake up from the matrix. Oh my god, yes. Good and job, I was Mark. Tell, That's a good I was call. telling Hayden about this last night. I didn't tell him the exact one because I want to keep him on his toes, but I went to a Matrix marathon one I year at the Alamo last night. At the Alamo Draft House. And uh, the host, a wonderful guy, probably, because he oh. works at the Alamo Draft House. <laughs> um, yeah, great he, guy, great guy. He introduced the movie and he said, <laughs> no, look, this is one of the greatest movies of all time, except for the final 30 seconds where they start playing a Rage Against the Machine song and it's very loud and obnoxious. And I was just like, okay, buddy, whatever. Get out. Mark, you had a right already. to beat that man. That was, that was grounds uh, for no, violence. No, well, pretty... here's, if you thought that was grounds for beating the man, wait till you hear what happens next. Oh, no. I am waiting for the best needle drop ever. Like one of the all-time fuck yeah, pump your fist in the air, shake your head needle drops. Frick yeah. <laughs> and it plays in the movie it plays till he flies off and then the second that we get to the uh credits it cuts out oh this guy now he claims that it was just the print that they got oh, that it uh-huh. was not intentional <laughs> but sure you got the one print of the matrix that happens to cut out on that song that you, song you shit on. don't like <laughs> yeah. when uh-huh. they cut that out which I love vibing to that song over the credits. Like the song itself is good. It's not my favorite Rage song, but I like it. But in that movie, it just like nothing gets my blood pumping more. Yeah. And he cuts it out. I was livid. Hmm. Look, thank as God, someone, what? I was because thank God he didn't do it with Calm Like a Bomb when uh, Reloaded played because I would have <laughs> leapt to the front of that theater and strangled him. <laughs> Look, as someone who used to host movies at Alamo Drafthouse, I can say on behalf of all of them that, yes, you sh- they should all be beaten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, that's is it my parody. Turn? That's parody. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. We don't advocate violence on this you show. Wanna... Sure, yeah, never. No. <laughs> the spit might get edited out and they might have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not going to edit any of this. <laughs> this is all, all right. going out. Well, anyway, all going out. All going in. All going in, baby. That was my answer. What's yours, Matt? Uh, can I just say I have multiple answers in the same movie because I was just I'd caught mm. part of Rocky Four on TV. Oh my god! <laughs> no easy way out. Jesus Christ! I and that came on. When I was driving the other night, and I, I felt like I was Sylvester Stallone driving around town, thinking about my life <laughs> and my friend that had been killed. <laughs> Oh, that's the yeah that's the anger montage and, right? um, i haven't and then seen rocky four in a while the training montage where you i think you get burning heart and hearts on fire back to back it's like oh. a montage ends and then begins again <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, good lord it is it's amazing um the so bur- yeah all the, the rocky burning heart, well, the, the burning heart doesn't play during the training doesn't that just play when he's like traveling to russia 
it's weird. I've heard, now it's all kind of blurring together. I feel like yeah, he's traveling there. He gets there. I thought he was doing a little bit of training. Then there's like a break. And then they start over with a new training montage. And then is any of this altered in the uh, director's cut? You know what's weird? Yeah. It, well, it, me and my, me and Ken Walker actually, because he loves Rocky, uh, we saw the director's cut last year in theaters. And I was thinking, oh no, Stallone's going to cut like all the montage stuff, which is my favorite stuff. Because the way he was talking about it, it's not like he was going to make all these changes, but he left the, the montage stuff mostly untouched, if I remember right. I, I don't oh, think he did much God. to it. He cut the he, robot out, which is a sin. I still am mad at him for cutting the robot out. Uh, <laughs> how dare you cut that robot out? Polly's sex robot. How dare you? I've never seen any of the Rockies. You've never seen any Rockies? I think I've, I saw the first one a long time ago. I want to rewatch them. I mean, he's seen the worst, too. He's seen the two Creed movies. I have seen both the Creed movies. Oh, I, I like he those movies. Uh, yeah. just went there. <laughs> but don't worry. I'm not litigating um, my thoughts in the Creed movies. Look, if I was going to rank the Rocky movies I've seen, I'd say Creed 1 and then Creed 2. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I think that's, um, I think that's my, my ranking for it. Definitive. So are we going back around? How many times are we going to do this? <laughs> we do this uh, I've just got, I've got two more. I've okay. Got okay. Two more. All right. We'll do two more. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'll just, I'll just rattle them off in, in a movie full of great needle drops. Sister Christian from Boogie Nights has to be my favorite. Oh man. Oh, the yeah. scene that follows. is just yes. like, Oh my. And the scene that precedes it, that whole sequence is so good. <laughs> so good. Um, so you take Sister Christian over Jesse's girl because oh they're the God. same scene, yeah. Different, like like different levels of dramatic tension in both of them. Oh, you're right. I'm gonna have to go Sister Christian, but it's not easy. And then, uh, and then every single time, Gimme Shelter plays in a Scorsese movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good call. <laughs> it's always great. I'm so sad we didn't hear an old man version in uh in The Irishman. <laughs> Like, come on, <laughs> give it to us. It's your last gangster movie. Come on, he unearthed like a secret Johnny Cash recording of that, right? Song. That's what I was thinking. It had to be a Johnny it's Cash just recording. A shot away, it's just a shot away. Oh, uh, I call that movie Give Me Seltzer, by the way. That's my joke. <laughs> Jeez, I had to get oh, that in there. Just want good. everybody to know how funny I am. All that's right. It's <laughs> a good joke. Uh, so wait, now on to Mark. Yeah. All right, I'll okay. just rattle off two of them. Uh, honestly, my this was kind of tied with Wake Up, but I fucking love Out of Oh, I mean, I freaking, I freaking love. Oh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Out of Time uh, by Rolling Stones in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the strings version. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. That one. Oh, <laughs> Hayden's holding up a finger. Well, that's what you did. I'm making fun of you. Oh. <laughs> No, that uh, like that particular. I'd never heard that song, and now whenever I listen to it, I have to listen to that version. If I listen to the regular version, it just doesn't feel right. But when I first saw the movie, like you're obviously just thinking about Sharon Tate. But then the more you watch it, the more you realize how it relates to everything in the movie. And then the thing you thought it was talking about when you first saw the movie turns out to be a subversion. And I just, oh god, it's just such an incredible use of a song. And then, um, Mom, Dad, I apologize. I'm going to have to swear for this one because it's the name of the song. Uh-oh. Fucking in the Bushes by Oasis in Snatch. When it plays as he's going into the ring for that final Fucking battle. Fucking in the Bushes by Oasis in Snatch is just a... That's like the cellar door of sentences. <laughs> just... 
Mm. <laughs> just beautiful. It's freaking the syntax, cool, baby. Mm. Mm. So good. <laughs> oh. That's all, right. all I got. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Like, all right. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> I okay. I think I'm gonna cheat to right now off a bunch really quick. <laughs> I was like, I thought of a bunch more. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody in Wayne's World. Hell yeah. It's a big deal for me as a kid. Wake or no, Wise Up in Magnolia when they all sing <gasps> Hell yeah. Yes. I know, yeah. I think it's so I guess not so weird, but oh that moment doesn't work for some people. That's it, when the it, movie like transcended well, to like another level for me when that that montage happened. Right, so. I love that. I love that scene so much. But it is weird whenever Paul Thomas Anderson was like, "Well, I put it in there because I wanted this movie to be everything, and so I wanted there to be a musical sequence." I was like, "But it's the saddest, most dour musical sequence you can ever <laughs> imagine." Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's not even a musical movie, sequence. It doesn't have anyone dancing. They're just sitting there singing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it works, I tell you. You were rattling off needle drops. You left off with wise up. I, well, I have one that's you had you had real weird. Up, I, I feel had like wake up. it's that's the first cool. time I remember getting goosebumps from watching a movie. It was a real physical reaction with this needle drop. Have either of you seen the animated 80s Transformers movie? Oh, no. is it uh, is it the the song that, that he covers in Boogie Nights? Yeah, no, oh, that's oh, that's funny. That yeah, the touch, yeah. which is like a <laughs> oh guy God. named Stan. You got the touch. touch. They oh, use it, oh. I think, earlier in Transformers the movie, but near the end, it comes back, and it's like a moment that is so dramatic and amazing as a kid. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, that's and a great. Still, that's a great song. I, it still gives me goosebumps. It's like, it I is. think it's a slower, chiller, like a kind of like a more understated version they use at the end. Where really? like some it's some guy, some one of the Transformers gets like powers and he can fight the you know the bad guys now. And it's like this amazing moment where I'm like, yeah, you got the touch, and I'm like screaming. And um, that was like first time as a kid. I was like, whoa, what? I have goosebumps. This is so weird. Like, what's going on? Um, oh. It touched. It that sounds weird that it touched me. <laughs> the touch. Touched you got the me. touch. Touched me. Yeah. yeah that touched. This whole this whole section is getting lopped out. No. So have you quick question? Have you guys ever li like actually listened to the CD copy of the Boogie Nights soundtrack? No, no. You get to the last track, and it's like that. Um, it's that circus music, that circus theme music that plays over the lake. It's kind of like um an overture in Boogie Nights. Mm -hmm. You listen to that, and then it's like silence for a minute or two minutes. But if you actually just let the last track play through. You'll get Mark Wahlberg's version of the touch. Oh, beautiful! Nice. That's yeah. beautiful. It's hilarious. I was, yeah, I, I was like blown away when I was watching Boogie Nights, and I was like, wait a minute, that song's from Transformers. What's going on? Like the most random song they could find. Um, <laughs> but I guess we should get back to other questions because I feel like every question we answer <laughs> takes like thirty minutes. Yeah, here I got one, and okay. then I still want to go through y'all's letterbox and hear y'all's uh, thoughts on a few movies. But yeah, of course. Before you. we do that. <laughs> course you do before <laughs> before we do that okay uh do y'all can y'all think of any movies oh oh no this is good this will be a good one. Oh, i've got so many good ones i came up with good ones okay can y'all think of any moments in movies you're embarrassed to admit you cried in oh i can yeah the, the end of last action hero <laughs> when, when when uh arnold and the the kid have to separate when they have to go their separate ways and he has to go back to the real world and then arnold mm -hmm. has to stay and it's what is the line it's just something like uh you know like, i think the kid's like i need you basically because he's looking for a father figure and he's like i need you he's and like i need like, you and then arnold, you need... Sa arnold <laughs> says it's turbo time <laughs> <laughs> i just said i cried at the end of jingle all the way 
Oh, I openly weep. I got weep. the real Turbo Man at home. Did I tell you? Have I, t- I don't know if I said I hate that that kid gives away the doll that his dad worked all movie for to Sinbad, who just tried <laughs> to murder him. He's got the real him. Turbo Man at home, Matt. Stupid. He's yeah, what happens when he... It drives me insane. It's not yeah, like what a... happens when he gives the suit back? Oh, it drives me bananas. I don't know why. It, every time I hate it that this kid whose dad just almost Jamie. killed himself to get this doll. Jamie. It's... <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> no, he's pointing at me. Yeah. Oh, That's God. Great, and then he gives it away. Great. He's like, I got the real Turbo Man Hall. I'm like, first of all, kid, you're an idiot. Second of all, he's not keeping the suit. <laughs> Second of all, you think Sinbad's going to keep the thing when he goes into jail? Like, how's that going to work? <laughs> Where's he going to keep it? It's it's true. Like, true. I got lots of problems with the jingle all the way. That's one of them. And that uh, kid's <laughs> supposed to have midichlorians. Oh, God. <laughs> I think it's funny that. I don't know if he George Lucas saw Jingle All the Way and said, "Get me that kid," because he's not very good in Jingle All Bring the Way. Bring me that child. No, he's Damn. not good in Jingle All the Way, and he is only he. I mean, he's actually worse in Jingle All the Way than he is in Star Wars. Oh, he's, yeah, only he's worse in Jingle All the Way, but I just moderately can't better in Star Wars. You're saying that kid? He's a person, and his name is Anakin. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's my Jingle All the Way rant. I finally got out of my system. <laughs> Yeah, you were talking about Last Action Hero. Yeah, yeah. Which is, so uh, I, I think it's embarrassing to cry at the end of Last Action Hero, but I do. So uh, what do you guys got? What's... Wait, you just like, reminded look. me of one. I definitely cried in Attack of the Clones when Shmi Skywalker gets killed. Oh. I definitely cried when I saw that in theaters. Oh, like, you mean after, know. like, she's been assaulted for God knows how long? That's a PG-rated movie, by the way. Yeah, horrifying. The implications are horrifying. Yeah, but the implications are horrifying. The one that I wrote down is the good dinosaur. Pixar's the good dinosaur. <laughs> Never seen oh. it, but oh, I can't everyone's favorite Pixar movie, the good dinosaur. <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah, there's a there's a moment where um, it's 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 beautiful visual storytelling. I'm sure both of you have seen and remember the good dinosaur, but. I'll just uh, I'll just try and describe it real quick. There's a moment where the good dinosaur and the little cave boy are like uh, bonding, I think, by a river at night. They're like going to sleep, and the good dinosaur is like, uh, "Where where'd you come from? Wherever?" And the little cave boy gets like some sticks, and they're supposed to represent like his family, and so he puts them in the sand. And he's like, "What happened to your family?" And the kid just, the little cave boy just grabs some sand and covers four out of the five sticks to represent that they died. (laughs) And for some reason, I was like, (laughs) 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 I started, I started crying like a little bit. Why does that sound like a scene out of Ice Age? Did they copy that from Ice Age? Probably. No, there's nothing emotional in Ice Age. It's nothing. Hey, hey, now that first Ice Age when I was younger, it didn't make me cry. That movie—I <laughs> better that not movie, have. That movie makes you feel. That's that's a better Ooh. movie than people give it credit for. My favorite part is when Sid the Sloth sings "Wise Up." <laughs> that's how that's how Ice Age should have been. With all the characters singing "Wise Up" by Amy Man. It's not going to stop. Wise up. Oh. Man, is John Leguizamo the most annoying actor on the face of the planet? I right, think you're just no, saying no. that you're thinking of him from like watch sir. the pest last. <laughs> okay, night. the pest, uh, spawn, uh, ice age, they're all annoying. 
He's good at playing annoying, though, but he's a good actor yeah, when no, he's no, doing... No, that's what I'm saying. I think he's really Careful, good at... you're treading on thin ice. Our friend James, that Tony Scott guy, he loves the past. Oh, I, lo- I, I, like, <laughs> I like John Leguizamo. I'm just saying, I, he, he cornered can... the market on oh, annoying yeah. for a long time. He can time. be really good at being annoying, which at, at that point might be just a skill. Uh, it's, like, <laughs> it's so funny to watch him in, like, executive decision when he's, like, a military <laughs> guy and he's being kind of serious, and it's like, He's got range. I tell my Lucas, imagine he's, him he's, farting in the shower in the past. Well, because he's, he's farting ter- and Oh my god, he's freaking terrified on the set of Executive Decision because apparently Steven Seagal just like oh. threw him against a wall for no reason once. So he's just like on edge, thinking that he's gonna get Seagal'd. Everybody oh, Mark, hated Steven Seagal you... in that movie. I love that story, but everyone just they killed him off without telling. <laughs> like, killed Steven Seagal off. See. In the movie, I don't. A- I don't want to be the person that had to face Steven Seagal after he was killed off, unless they got like, I don't know, Jean Claude Van Damme or someone to hang out by their office the day they shot that. <laughs> it's it's uh, like that scene where uh, um, Kramer had to fire uh, what's her face from from Scarsdale oh, Surprise, Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch. <laughs> You're like gorilla out there. I gotta go. Steven <laughs> Seagal just beats him up. Ah! Okay, Mark, are you embarrassed to admit any movies that you cried in? All right, look, first let me say, for me, I consider crying, not even necessarily crying, but if I share, like, if I shed a single tear or get on the verge of shedding a single tear or hell, just get really, really emotional, I will consider that because I can't think of many movies where I've, like, actually cried during you haven't seen the good dinosaur yet yeah you gotta watch your dinosaur well first kind of side answer and then a real answer i haven't seen harry and the hendersons you haven't even seen the movie but i've seen an episode thinking about it i've seen an episode of 30 rock where they show the ending Yeah. yeah and that monster like the little clips we see of him is just so pathetic that i feel bad for him and so when I see John Lithgow yelling at him, saying, get out of here, go! <laughs> it makes me sad. Can't see we don't watch anymore? He slaps him. He slaps Harry. Oh, my God. Oh, I did it's not expect sad. these answers that we got. Uh, Harry the Anderson. I love how... I love how- Mark's answer is a clip from Harry and the Hendersons <laughs> from 30 Rock. Because I can't think, but I can't think of right. anything embarrassing. Right. Right. I spr- right, I sprung that on y'all. I sprung that on y'all. Look, the most quick. embarrassing one I've actually seen, which oh. I personally don't think it's embarrassing. I think it's a great movie, but a lot of people think it's just a cheap cash grab. Numerous moments throughout the entirety of Finding Dory. We'll bro- we'll rip tears out of my eyes. Oh, the the beginning of Finding Dory. That's why I don't really care for that movie because the beginning I found so sad. The beginning is the rest sad. Of it, I was like, eh. and then the end <laughs> when she's reunited with her family is like happy sad. Yeah. <laughs> I won't go in. I won't. I don't go know. In uh, I oh, love my, that's a side question. Do you tend to cry at really happy moments? Because I do not. I've never really understood. Uh, in, the... a, in it's a wonderful life. I do every okay. time. Okay, that one that one almost gets me. But that's not embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, that's not embarrassing. That's not embarrassing. That's no, not I just was curious because like, it's right. like a weirdo, but my whole life I've never really, I, I'm like, I don't get the whole cry to being happy thing. People cry at weddings. I'm like, why are you crying? It's happy. But like, I do. I'm a, I'm a crier. I'm not going to lie. I mean, that's I, why Mark makes fun of me all the I've time. noticed the older I get, the more emotional, easily emotional I am. Like, because I watched uh, 
you know, I saw Man on Fire when I was like 17 with Denzel Washington. I, the ending didn't get me at all. I was like, it's, I get it sad, but like I watch it now and I like weep at the end. Yeah. Oh, fire. yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm such a softer human being. <laughs> me too. Absolutely. I'm um, definitely uh, the harder edge has been sanded down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, I'm going to cry at the Matrix right now because uh, Mouse is getting killed. <laughs> Poor Mouse. Poor, Poor Mouse. Well, he shouldn't have been up there. This is. I'm surprised I'm more distracted that Mark's playing the Matrix in the background because yeah, I love normally, this movie so much. When we, normally when we record, I have whatever movie we're talking about playing. But since we're not talking about anything in particular, and I knew I was going to ask the needle drop question. I had wake up on my mind. I figured I'd throw on the Matrix. Mm, mm, Good call. Mm. All right. I'm going to get back to uh, listener questions because I feel like we still yeah. have a couple to get through and I want to make sure get those. So, um, okay. This one actually comes from Keith Rich, our friend Keith Rich, his wife, Suzanne Corum Rich, asked me a question on Instagram. Uh, said, what's a childhood movie scene that spooked the shit out of you that is funny in hindsight? Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, oh, I did write one down for okay. this. <laughs> this was hard. And I, my answer is kind of a I, kind of a non-answer. But like, I was absolutely petrified of Freddy Krueger. It, it couldn't even stand oh, to yeah. see him on posters or anything on the video cassette. Like, I can't even look at him. And... Now I watch, I'm like, this guy's fucking funny. He's like, a, he's a stand-up comedian telling jokes. Like, that is hilarious. As a, he's a laugh riot as he's murdering people. So I guess my <laughs> my kind of cheat answer, because I couldn't think of anything else, was like, absolutely terrified of Freddy Krueger. Now I find him funny, because he's just cutting one-liners. I mean, especially as the series goes along, he just starts saying more and more wild <laughs> shit. Um, I mean, the fucking final, what's it, the... The last final Friday. But he's wasn't dead. Really... The final night. Thank you. I was like, what is it? Uh, he's like the witch in Wizard of Oz at one point. It's like, it's just ridiculous. So He's got the um, power. I'll get glove. you my pretty and your little soul too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go with just Freddy Krueger nightmare in general. Now it's just mostly funny. Um, but that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy for you to, I mean, uh, I mean, I understand why you'd be scared of that as a kid. Right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but like now it's, I see the humor in it that I was not seeing. And it doesn't get funnier as it goes along. The first one and second one, he's not nearly as jokey as he gets. And like, it keeps escalates from the third one on. I feel like it's just more and more. I mean, third one is like welcome to prime time, bitch. I feel like that's the oh, that's yeah. the point. You can point to that moment of like it's here on out that he's like jokey or Freddy. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I'll go with that as my if you guys have more specific hits. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Mark. All uh, right, you know what? I um I can't think of anything specifically like childhood i can't think of anything that scared me when i was a child anything that did probably would still scare me now if, if it's something i'm thinking of but i don't remember being particularly spooked as a child the best thing i can think of and this isn't even a child this is when i was like 11 or 12 but i saw halloween 6 on tv <laughs> uh-huh the curse of michael myers yep. and there's that scene when uh Michael's chasing them through that little uh, tunnel in the theatrical cut because it's so stupid. And he's chasing them through the tunnel that looks like hell. And Paul Rudd and Marianne Hagen get through that door and they like close it. But there's still that one like evil doctor who's trapped behind the gate. He's like, no, don't leave me. And Michael catches up to him and he just shoves his head through the grates on that uh, cage oh, wow. door. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I had not seen anything that I'd seen some like random slasher scenes, but I hadn't seen anything that like, I don't know, that went that hard. And that just like that stayed with me. See, okay. and I look back on it now and I'm just like, 
That's so stupid. Y'all have picked two moments that are meant to scare. <laughs> I I don't know if I understood the question differently. Or I, I, just have, I had a tough thing, time. Yeah. I, I understood the question. I just couldn't think of anything okay. exact okay, to your gotcha. question. Well, I got a good answer for this one because I cannot overstate how big of a little baby I was whenever I was a kid. <laughs> I was afraid of everything. I mean, like, I was very interested in scary stuff. I always ask people about scary things, scary books, scary movies, scary stories in general. But I was so afraid. I had nightmares about everything. My one of the earliest uh, movie memories I have of being terrified was uh, from Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> when the moment when the lights go out in the house and there's like a rat in the baby's room and tramps going up the stairs. I wasn't even afraid of the rat as much as I was of there's a there's a an animated shot where the tramp is walking up the stairs and you can only see his eyes in the darkness. I knew it was the tramp, but I was uh-huh. like, oh, oh, I was so <laughs> afraid of that. So you're like, Mark's like, man, I was a little baby. I was afraid of a guy getting his head squeezed through a jail door. Matt, Matt over here, like, I can't believe I was afraid of Freddy Krueger. And I'm like, oh, I was afraid of a dog's eyes in Lady and the Tramp. An animated dog's An animated <laughs> dog's eye. The hero dog. Well, sorry, no, Suzanne. Sure. I'm not sure I answered your question. Right, you know what? I, all right, it's. It's not a movie, but you know, I remember a couple of those Goosebumps episodes, oh, like the only ones yeah. I saw scaring me. I remember anything involving worms in Stay Out of Ooh. the Basement mm-hmm. that stayed with me. That's not a movie, one, that's a TV show. But I know which one you're talking about, or I know one of the ones you're talking about. One of them, they're like eating spaghetti and they look down and it's worms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, remember, like that. I remember going, I didn't. <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah. well, that is still scary. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't want to slurp and work. I never watched like I never watched the show when it aired because I only watched uh, Cartoon Network. But anytime they would put like standalone episodes out on VHS, I'd rent them. So I watched a handful of them, and they were they were all pretty creepy. I love Goosebumps. I I mean, like, look, I don't want to be slurping worms. I just want to be opening cans of them. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh boy. Um. Sorry. Okay. Well, yeah, I feel like I didn't answer the question properly. Sorry, Suzanne. I'll try. <laughs> I know I'm going to be watching something now and be like, oh, I was scared of this random thing that's not scary at all. Like, um, I don't know. I remember we did the shadow episode recently. And I remember saying as a kid, like some stuff in that movie made me like uneasy. I don't know, but it's not funny either. It's just like, it wasn't that scary, but I'm like, all oh. had balls of steel as children. And I was just whimpering in the no, corner I was about everything. A very scared child, but um, <laughs> I can't think of what would be funny now. Okay. Um, Matt's like, I was made uneasy by certain things. Yeah. <laughs> never I feel frightened. a great unease. As I Never frightened. <laughs> never frightened. Just uneasy. Um, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of anything like, that could properly answer the question. I just thought <laughs> Gremlins. Anything from I, like kids' movies y'all saw growing up? When or? I saw Gremlins, I feel like it was meant I, to be scary. That's the, the funny thing about it was I was more scared of the like the other Mogwai than I was actually the Gremlins. Because the Mogwai were cute, but they were right. like deceptively cute and they would screw with you. Whereas the Gremlins, 
They are exactly right. what you think they are. They are and the gremlins are funny. They're like smoking and the like, gremlins are yeah. hilarious. The Looney Tunes, but the, yeah, like, the Mogwai are like the other Mogwai <laughs> hung the dog up in Christmas lights uh, outside yeah. in the freezing cold. Oh, gremlins messed me up. You know what part of gremlins really disturbed me? Because I've always had this weird thing where like I can't read like dark humor very well, and so like as a kid when you see the guy dress up as Santa Claus run up to the cop's car and he's like, Oh, he's like getting eaten by the gremlins and they just roll up the window and keep talking. That's <laughs> an easy one. Uh, from a guy I've been friends with on Instagram. I think since I, I almost started this thing like uh, 2015, uh, my friend Shaw Horton. Uh, what was the first movie you remember seeing in the theater? Oh, I got it. Okay. God, I have no idea. Okay, I have mine. So me and Mark can go and you can think if you if it comes to you in the meantime. Okay. okay. First movie I remember seeing in a theater, Coneheads. <laughs> wow, nice. Coneheads. <laughs> Coneheads was and is my shit. My my stuff. Because it's I remember late, blew it. Because <laughs> I remember that being the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Okay. Uh, mine was, I think, a little more traditional. Uh, I saw Aladdin uh, when I was like, oh, oh that's I... a good one. And Aladdin on the big screen, my memory was insane because that whole sequence when the Cave of Wonders comes out on a big screen was like kind of terrifying to me or like overwhelming to my senses. I felt like I was just like, whoa, like I was overwhelmed by how big the, the movie screen was, I think. And I was a little <laughs> freaked out by that moment. I was like, what's happening i think it's it's kind of computer animated i think a little bit too so it has kind of a different look i don't remember but something bad just like the look of it really like blew my mind as a kid i remember being like really like blown away by the whole thing um and i still know that like 20 years later guy Ritchie would just blow your mind even more (laughs) man i hate to disappoint i have i have such a bad memory in general and questions like this i'm always like i i have no idea i I, uh, I have I do I don't know I don't know okay. what my first movie. Did you is. see right. Dumb and Dumber in theaters? No. Did VHS. you see Lion King in theaters? Just gonna name every movie. I can't remember. <laughs> I, no, I think I, I think that was VHS too. Wow. Before Scump. I'm just trying to name like movies. I know. Movie I can't. I, you know what? I'll just Pulp say ninety four. <laughs> this definitely. This definitely. 100% wasn't my first movie in theaters. Well, then th- that's not the question. The question is, what's the first one you remember I, seeing? Okay, so, so yeah, I'm just, I know it's wrong. Well, at, at this moment, it's not wrong. Because <laughs> for the, the record, let one. me say, my parents tell me that I saw Home Alone in theaters. I don't see, I asked, remember. See, I asked my parents what was the first movie I ever watched, what was the first movie they ever took me to. They were like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm gonna say Quest for Camelot because <laughs> oh, I, right. I do remember seeing that in theaters, but and I know there's movies that came out before that I definitely saw in theaters, but that's the first one that's coming to my mind. Uh, <laughs> it's not I mean, he said, Yeah, the question was, was that, that you remember seeing. Not so. very exciting. Was that movie rated PG by any chance? I think it is. I remember, I think there's for a little while, I wasn't allowed to watch PG rated cartoons. And oh, I think okay. that was one of them. I'm like, hey, guys, can I go watch this uh, movie? Can we go see this movie? And they're like, no, that's PG cartoon. That means it's dirtier. I'm like, There's no such what? thing as G-rated movies anymore, are there? 
like VeggieTales stuff, I feel like. I remember, Pat- I remember Paddington 2 came out and it was PG. I was like, why? Yeah, nothing gets a G. I feel like that's like preschooler. Like, it's got to be like the cleanest thing ever. Like, uh, it's um, got to be like Paddington 2. And even then, no, nope, can't then, do it. I feel like if there's two, real people in it too, two. it's not getting a G. It's it's weird. It's <laughs> there's like, real it's gotta, people in it too offensive. It's got to be yeah, just have real people too offensive. It's got to be animated. so I don't strange. Know. Very so weird. strange. Very weird. Um, Paddington Two was that a sequel to something? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if there was a first one. I definitely don't remember it. Yeah, no one. Does. Tree no one does, do they? <laughs> it's no. Terrence Malick, oh, wait. Paddington Two, except for me. <laughs> Mark's the only we're just one bringing we're just bringing all our inside jokes that Hayden and I have in our little group chat into this. We just need to start podcast. a new podcast called Inside the Joke, and it's just all. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was a good question and uh, fairly easy, except for sorry, Hayden. I know you, you were like, "What?" Do yeah, I, I was like racking my brain over here. I mean, um, that's that's a decent answer. Yeah, it's a you, right. that you remember. So I want to know. Like two or three of y'all's favorite discoveries this year, Matt. I know you're gonna have a whole podcast about this at the end uh-huh. of the year, but I want to know now. Oh god, <laughs> I can give you some stuff that will be right outside my top ten. Uh-huh. That's still good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, oh boy, I gotta go through my letterbox. I was prepared for this. <laughs> like, I have to too, honestly. All right. Well, while y'all, I got, I got three of them. I don't know if they're my top three, but I got three movies I really like this year. All right, I want to hear them. <laughs> All right. Are we going now? Should I wait for Matt to find his? Uh, hmm. <laughs> You'll go. I'll go. And by that time, Matt will have found something. Well, I was going to go before you so you could eat. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I think I think yeah. I got a couple. I got a couple. So, Mark, you go first. Okay, let's hear let's hear your top three. Uh, okay. I mean, my number one is uh, like the the king of everything I've watched this year. Uh, and that's bringing up baby. I I thought you were gonna say that. I thought you were gonna say. That. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've made a big deal about liking that movie on social media. I didn't really mm-hmm. intend to, but that's just. I love that movie so much. I, the first time I saw it, it was love at first sight. I couldn't wait to buy a copy. I hug that movie every night before I go to sleep. Sometimes I'll like put it on the pillow next to mine just to be like, you know, things are all right, Mark. You're 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 in good company tonight. Things are okay, Mark. You're bringing up baby. <laughs> you're gonna be okay. <laughs> no, but I absolutely loved it. Just like the peak screwball comedy magic. You got just like people at the top of their game. Howard Hawks, of course, Cary Grant, and this was actually my first Catherine Hepburn movie. Before this, I had old, my only experience of her was Kate Blanchett in The Aviator, which is a great way to experience her because she's incredible in that. But I had not seen any Catherine Hepburn before. And I feel like I've been a little spoiled by bringing up Baby because I uh, am under the impression she never really did screwball before or after that. So that's kind of an anomaly in her career. And the movie did not do that well. So I feel like that kind of scared her away from doing it. But she is incredible in that movie. She's just one of my favorite movie characters. She's like, uh, I don't know, I mean, this formula has been imitated so many times. Like, you've got What's Up, Doc. You even have, like, more buddy comedy versions of it that aren't romantic, like uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles or Due Date. (laughs) Due Date's, like, the most extreme example. Like, that's the movie I love comparing Bringing Up Baby to because it's just, like, a person 
that you want that you should want to kill but you <laughs> end up loving him so you can't but the problem with due date is that the movie ends and you still want to kill Galifianakis in it <laughs> or something like the wrong missy like it's it's a formula that has been imitated through the mm. ages and i mean looking back they already perfected it back then at bringing up baby great movie i'm i'm dragging this out too long so i'm just going to be very quick on these uh this one uh it's a bit more recent release but i feel like people kind of forgot about it uh feel like people might be discovering it more now because of its star and director and that's oblivion oh Mm. yeah Yeah. i loved oblivion i am like i am a sucker for just a pretty looking sci-fi movie and that is a pretty looking sci-fi movie like joseph kaczynski he knows what he's doing tom cruise (laughs) he knows what he's doing Got a solid supporting cast: Andrea Riseborough, Olga Kurylenko. It's just, they know it's what a, they're doing. <laughs> definitely know what they're doing. Uh, and my making third, me fall in love—that's what they're doing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, my third would be like extra Star- bass in your voice when you said that. I thought. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Film feast yeah. after dark. You should be a radio DJ. Oh yeah. You are now entering the pig pen. <laughs> Uh, third discovery. Get through this one quick. Oh. Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. Oh, I'm slowly man. working my That's... way through the. Uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I'm slowly working like... my way through them this year. The Star Trek movies. I've only ever seen like one through three, and then the Abrams films. I I feel like Star Trek Two should be like my answer for favorite Star Trek movie. Graphicon is great, but Four it's kind of like the the personal favorite. I feel I don't know. It's like it's like uh, that's the one I feel like. My heart goes to. Also, I was shocked at how much Avengers Endgame kind of feels like Star Trek Four with that whole like time crime thing going on with their splitting little I'm groups crying. and yeah, like they're doing little things like they've split the little groups and they're trying to get home and figure out a way back and all this stuff and hmm. weirdly similar. I'm just saying, Avengers Endgame and Star Trek Four. There's some similarities. Oh, that would explain <laughs> why Avengers Endgame is so good because it's just such a great story structure. It's a great idea, and it's a great. It's just a great way to structure a story. Just traveling through time, different groups of characters hanging out. It's just a hangout movie. And when I think back on it, it's not as well plotted as something like Wrath of Khan. Because, like, do we ever even find out what that whale ship, whatever it is, that's like threatening the Earth in the future? Do we ever find out what they want? Even <laughs> well, probably. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I love Wrath of Khan, but so far my favorite Star Trek is The Voyage Home. It's just so much fun, so delightful. I love little romance Kirk gets with uh, Catherine Hicks. I love yep. everyone in that movie gets a moment, and I love it. It's so much fun. Good stuff. Delightful. Um, <laughs> delightful. Uh, I can read off, I can like, rattle off a few that I yeah. may not be in my top ten. Uh uh, Matchstick Man, Nicolas Cage. Oh, the Truman yeah. Show. I finally saw the Truman Show. Oh, I still need to see that. That movie ruined my life. <laughs> Wait, I saw yeah. I saw Truman Show when I was a child, and now I've been like, oh yeah, I uh, just got everybody's watching me. I'm like the star <laughs> my own little TV show, and <laughs> probably why I was such an annoying little kid. <laughs> um. Oh God, what else is on here? I'm just literally going down my letterbox and like uh looking at stuff i gave good ratings to um oh boy um 
should have been more prepared. Uh, <laughs> okay. Be oh. prepared. Uh, Smooth Talk, movie of Laura Dern and Treat Williams. Ooh, That's really good. I want to see that. Never heard uh, of that. Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's he's actually doing it. He's talking on the podcast with his mouth full. Oh, that's gonna get Bart! me my first my first bad rating on the Apple podcast or someone's gonna be like, somebody ate on this podcast. I'm and I sorry! Can't... <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um oh, I got that's, hungry. That's... All right, now my parents are gonna comment on Hayden's behavior. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. uh rap stallion. Gasper no way is irreversible as oh. unfun as that movie is. Oh it's... my god. That's an God. amazing movie, Jesus but that Christ, is, a, is it effective. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's not, I don't ever want to see it again, but it's, it's good. that good at doing what it sets out to do. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Catch Me If You Can. I finally saw that. Spielberg's Catch oh, Me If You Can. Oh, yeah. I look, no, nothing <laughs> against, I, I like Catch Me If You Can. I think it's a good movie. How long has that been in like, I feel like everyone considers that one of Spielberg's best right now. And I want to know how long has that been considered like, top spielberg because i feel like i've only heard that in the past oh. few years i've only heard it ever referred to as like underrated spielberg yeah i've always heard it underrated but i i think it's properly rated i like the movie i don't think i i don't love it it's funny because he has many better movies but it's still a really good movie it's just yeah. like yeah i don't against, know i feel I like there yeah. are a lot of people who would put that and like upper tier spielberg like close to the top i think like we are just aware of like our um ex-roommates um our ex-roommate is one of those not just him although he is a big part of that but i've definitely heard other people i mean look it's a very good movie i really like it but i have i've never considered it in the top tier i agree with you mark but you know in in fact i think it's bad no Nothing against Matt, like by the fact, way. Now I think it's for, a piece of shit. Uh, yeah, nothing against sucks. Matt for picking it. It is understandable why that would be on your discoveries list. This is a very good movie. Uh, Tom Hanks the, is a blast in that. He is. He, yeah, they're both a lot of fun. Uh, there are some who would call him the villain oh, of that story. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That's what he's referencing. Elvis. That's what yeah. he's referencing. That took me forever to figure out. <laughs> um, I see it, dude. Gotta Bring see. me the head of Alfredo Garcia. That was pretty great. Oh, I want to see that so bad. It's... You know what? I bought the Blu-ray because you told me that. Um, oh, yeah. It's like the only so, way to see it. Yeah. yeah. And and I was like, and I've been wanting to see it forever. It's sitting up there next to my TV. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah. I watched my first uh, Bergman movie. So now I'm classy. I watched Persona, which was really good. Oh, <laughs> what'd you think of that spider? <laughs> Wait, it's like a weird. First... There's like a weird shot of us. From... I got an oh, idea. Why don't you guys talk about Bergman and I go get a Dr Pepper? <laughs> the, I uh... went through a Bergman phase. I I I really liked uh, the ones that I saw. Persona's interesting. It is. I feel like I've seen the template like that Persona does in many other modern movies, like post two thousand. Right. There's a lot of movies that have copied the. Um, twist or the idea of it i think mm-hmm. i was like i was i kind of knew where it was going because i've seen other movies that have definitely taken the idea of persona but right. still good still looks amazing in my heart i'm still a little old man so wild strawberries is still my favorite i love i need to see more. okay <laughs> <laughs> um this guy's about to cry off yeah <laughs> i guess that's all i'll, I'll stop with corners. that one because i think yeah, I think that's all I got. So, oh, and I just watched. Uh, speaking of Spielberg, Close Encounters of the Third Kind for the first time. 
Oh, oh my God! Now that is that that is, is one good. of his best. That Great is one stuff. of his best. I I was telling Daniel, I think, because Daniel had mentioned it, and that's kind of reason one of the reasons I watched it. And uh, I think the opening like twenty ish minutes and the last like forty minutes are some of the best stuff Spielberg's ever done. Like I, the middle oh. stuff is not bad by any means, but I just think like it's a great movie overall. I'm just saying like there was some kind of some slower parts in the middle, but did not take it. Was, it's nitpicky at that point, but like right, the stuff right. that works is like top tier Spielberg stuff. It's so good. That is such an amazing movie. I love close encounters of the third kind. I used to, you know what, in my more pretentious days, uh, I 2001 a space Odyssey was, I considered one of my favorite movies. And then I don't know why it's these two movies, but I noticed a change in myself the day I was like, you know what? I actually like a, Closer than Encounters of the Third Kind a lot more than 2001 Space Odyssey. Not that you have to compare the two. Right. I was just <laughs> noticed that. In well, myself. they're both about our place in the universe, and one right. is a more, a considerably more human movie. Human story. Yeah, it's yes. much more human. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was great. So, okay. made by much more of a human. <laughs> uh, my discoveries are okay. So, Earlier in the year, I saw a little movie, no pun intended, called Cyrano, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And it, all right, uh, come on, man, that's a le- last minute holdover from last year. No, hold on. Yeah. I think hold he's on. leading to something that led him and to that. Week. Because oh, I saw okay. that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I saw that. I'm, I'm gonna kill you, Mark. Mark was <laughs> like shutting it down that. immediately. Mark was like, I no, went no, through. No. The filmography this guy of just Joe wanted Wright. an excuse to talk about Cyrano again. Well, I do love Cyrano. Aim any, any chance I'll get. Funny thing, but, I just realized I was this close to mentioning Cyrano, so I would have shut myself down. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, uh, I, um, you th- you've thrown off the Emperor's Groove. I know I, exactly uh, what you're talking about. Uh, I know what movie. He's I, anyway, talk. no, no, no. I, it's not one movie. I'm saying that uh, prior to this year, I had only ever seen Anna Karenina and I loved Anna Karenina. And I was like, you know what? One day I will watch all these Joe Wright movies because I think this guy is one of my guys. And because of uh, because of uh, Cyrano, I watched all of Joe Wright's movies. This guy's one of my guys. I love all I love basically all of his movies. Even I even have a little love in my heart for Pan. As bad as not good or successful or as unsuccessful as Pan is, there are some things that movie where I'm like, well, you know, that's different. That's interesting. But um, out of those, the the big one for me is uh, Pride and Prejudice. I loved Pride and Prejudice. And the other one I'll mention is, um, I don't know why I I'd always want to see this movie. Never had. I saw that it was on like Tubi. I think Tubi's like the greatest oh, yeah. like the greatest <laughs> and um i finally watched um david gordon green's second i think his second movie all the real girls a fantastic indie romance that mark made fun of me for watching and loving <laughs> but that is a that is a that's a beautiful movie and it's interesting cuz you could see all these uh people before they hit it uh big like zoe deschanel She's the big one that came out of that. Oh, mm-hmm. And then uh, Shay Wiggum and Danny McBride. Oh, wow. And um, Danny yeah. McBride plays a character named Bustass, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. That's, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like, as, as annoyingly, 
I don't know. As annoying as I can be about movies like this, deep down, I really do love not exactly mumblecore romances, but indie dramedy romances like this, especially when they take place in like busted kind of forgotten nowhere kind of towns and, and whatnot. Anyway, really, really fell in love with all the real girls this year. I've heard of that. So I'm adding to my I'm list. sure it's a good movie. <laughs> It's just, it's the type of movie that's easy to make fun of. It is. It is. <laughs> Very good movie, though. I want to watch Snow Angels. Have yes, you Snow I, really Angels? Wa- I really want to watch that one. That's all I got for David Gordon Green. Guys, go- oh, wait. <laughs> no, like that's, that's, the, that's the only thing I, I can say about David Gordon Green. I want to watch <laughs> Your Highness and The Sitter. I, I remember not liking Your Highness at all. Like your, I feel I like hate Your Highness. I I'm probably wanna, not going to like him. I kind of want to see Your Highness again, but I remember thinking that was one of the worst movies I'd ever seen. <laughs> I'm still. I, I feel oh. like the tide is turning on Pineapple Express, but I still think that movie's very funny. Oh, the tide turning against Pineapple Express. I feel like I'm slowly hearing people say, oh. like, "That's not as why." Everybody loves Pineapple James Franco. <laughs> Oh no! Um, Everybody loves yeah. movies about Seth Green dating high schoolers. All right, or Seth Rogen. Everything. I was like, "Wait, Seth Green?" <laughs> like, uh, what did I say? Seth Green? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I forgot that happens in Pineapple Express. Oops. It's uh, wait. Look, isn't not, the girl? It's Amber, Amber Heard. Oh no! Jesus Christ! This movie's a fucking time. Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is, no, this bomb is a time bomb. <laughs> this is this movie has a lot of nowadays. Not things. everything has aged well, but it's still funny. I, you know, you know how I am with comedies. I, I never thought it was that funny. I'm just saying, there's a lot of stuff in there that's like, oh, these are, I, people might turn against it now that you're talking about. It. I'm like, I forgot about him dating high school or who's, who's Amber Heard, who everyone loves. But right you know now. what? They, James Franco. There's a, look, there's a nice little payoff to that bit where he's like, she says she wants to marry him. And the second she says that, she, he's like, oh, I've made a huge mistake. And he's just like, yeah, he, he can't realized, marry a high schooler. He can just have sex with her. He realizes how fucking <laughs> stupid he is. No, I and... didn't say that. The movie said that. Oh, <laughs> it's a it's a funny little payoff, but it's the uh, the fact that they even broach the subject. It's it's not. I'm gonna stop talking about it. We're not watching even this podcast slowly careen into a cliff. <laughs> like it's like I'm watching the ships. We are not advocating this. This is the movie. No, we're not. We're not. I this just think it's, I forgot about this at Pineapple Express. Um. Also, David Gordon Green has one of the strangest career trajectories. So strange. Like he's making. Hey, like, let's just like, give him the Exorcist. Let's just give him yeah. the Exorcist. <laughs> he's doing so. He's doing like indie drama comedies and makes mainstream studio comedies i forgot he made the sitter with jonah hill now he's making those things in tv and then he's like the king of horror right now i forgot he did our brand is crisis i forgot the movie existed he did stronger saw, oh my god i saw that in theaters i completely forgot about that he did stronger with jake gyllenhaal i forgot about that movie mm-hmm. mango yes. horn <laughs> now he's in halloween doing halloween movie what the this is this is the weirdest career path. Like, um, it's interesting, but yeah. Did you ever see Joe, Matt? Joe is a really Joe, good. But I heard it's a good, Joe's, I heard Joe is good. Nick Cage performance. Oh yeah, and it features our favorite bar owner from Halloween Kills. Oh, they're <laughs> in a very small, in a very there you small. Lori um, Strode. Lori <laughs> Strode. Um, any Uncle anything Mary. else? I feel like uh, 
we had a question that was kind of like what we just did from some, my friend uh, Bradley Vincent, who has not been, I got to get back on an episode because he was on like one of the first like five or six episodes. Um, and he was actually the guy that invited me to be on a podcast first. So for a podcast, yeah, first podcast I was ever on was his show. Um, and now he has a new show called Be Your Scary Best. Don't want to shout out. But he'd, he'd asked us basically best worst movie you've seen this year, recent releases or otherwise. So we kind of did best. Worst, best worst movie? I think he's asking like best movie and worst movie. Or is like, he asking like best bad movie? No, no. I think he's saying like the best movie you've seen and the worst movie you've seen. Oh, this year. okay. It could be um, recent or old. I can tell you the worst movie I've seen this year that came out this year. Yeah, let's just do this. Year. Let's limit it to this year's. So we may have a more manageable figure. <laughs> That's from oh. True Grit. Sorry. <laughs> um, I could I could tell you right now. Yeah, the worst 2022 movie I saw was Morbius. <laughs> oh, you saw Morbius. I saw Morbius oh. in a theater. I saw Morbius in a theater. You checked out the living vampire. I did. 355 was not far behind with being also a terrible movie. 355 was better than Morbius? Someone By... saw 355 and it was you? It I saw on <laughs> Peacock. <laughs> oh my god. Um it's it is I would say a hair better than morbius it's a it's a it's i don't know the cat is makes a it full better. head of red hair better than morbius yes, the cat right, let us three five five makes it better than morbius but it's still terrible <laughs> let us further restrict it to just least favorite because yeah, yeah, we kind of did best so we'll say what we won't we talk do... about yeah we can well, well, we we didn't talk if we're limiting it to this year no, we haven't talked no, about no i was just, no i was just discoveries. saying let let's restrict it to not best and worst, because I can't be objective about this. Let, let's just do favorite. I don't think we're trying to be objective well, I don't want about the, this. The thing, for me, well, because, I don't want to say my favorite because we all do a top 10 episode at the end of the year. So I'd well, rather not okay. say okay, my favorite gonna, now. Okay. okay. People will remember. Trust me. They'll remember. They'll be like, you said this in July. <laughs> Tell I'm just looking at my stinkers list right now, and it's four movies um, two of which that Matt loves, and two of which that Mark. Oh loves. no! And I know which one. I know what one of those. I know is. one of the ones that I love that you don't like, <laughs> and they're both from the same company. <laughs> oh. Um. What? Oh yeah. Well. Oh yeah. Matt, yeah, you're right. There's a movie you love, and there's a separate movie I love, and Hayden doesn't like either one of these movies. No, there's and they're two. Both from the okay, same there company. are four movies overall. Two of them Matt loves, two but I'm of them saying Mark loves. Two of them, one for each of us oh, from right. the same company. Right, yeah, that's true. Two of them are A24. I just can't decide what the worst one well, out of all of them is. Uh, can I go ahead and say that the worst movie I've seen this year is... Uh, fuck, what was the name of that thing again? There's a little Netflix movie. Oh, dang it. I thought you were going to say the one... Nope, Get it out nope, of the way nope. so I don't have to ask you about I've it. I've seen worse movies than that this year. Okay. Uh, I'm actually, okay, I'm keeping, uh, I try to keep a ranked list of everything I've seen this year, yeah. and I somehow forgot to put Morbius on that list. That, <laughs> How could you forget amazing, Morbius? Morbius <laughs> is the second worst movie I've seen oh. this year, because the worst is a dumb little Netflix horror film I took a chance on called Choose or Die. I don't know if I've even heard of that. Like most Netflix movies, choose, choose, choose or die would be better. I think. Mm, (laughs) Choose or die stars Hugo's slash Sex Educations. I guess is what most people would know him from now. Asa Butterfield as a kid who loves the (laughs) eighties. 
Can you believe it? Can we really say anything stars Ozzy Butterfield? Is, is that- Ozzy Butterfield <laughs> different than Cody <laughs> Smith Murphy? Yes. I, I think they're, they're the not, same. They are. are they different boys? And you know, I think, it's funny, I think they're the same boy. It's funny you say that, Matt, because he is actually not the star of this movie. The star is an unknown person named Lola Evans. Lola uh, with the first uh, <laughs> the first L in her first name, lowercase, for some reason. I still haven't figured that one out. It's weird. And you know what? I remember thinking she wasn't bad in the movie. But it's just this, like, it's one of those, like, truth or dare style uh, movies where they're playing a game and the game uh, intrudes in their real life and the stakes become real and more violent as the game goes along. And I don't know why, but when I was watching it, I was just like, whatever, this is, it started off okay, got progressively dumber, but I wasn't too hard on it. But the more I think about it, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. <laughs> See? It's dumb, and it ends. It at least ends with the idea like, "Fuck the '80s, screw the '80s, <laughs> screw nostalgia. We we we're done living in the Let past. Let the past the, die. The Wait, movie, I'm gonna rebuild my helmet. The mo- exactly. No, that's what. Well, the movie lives. Mm. It thrives on '80s nostalgia, and it just like. It just feels so hollow having that message when that's literally what you built your movie. It's a bad horror movie. Uh, that so that's the worst movie I've seen this. Week. See, I can't I can't choose between the four because like two of them are just I feel like are just kind of crap, but they're not trying to be anything anything huge. Then the other two I think are trying to be saying so much. And I just think they're they're not really saying that much oh, at all. You man. gave one of them two and a half. I know I need to lower all of them, honestly. Oh my god. Is there one that stands out to you as you really like have a like a personal <laughs> hatred Vers- toward it more vis- than the other three? I viscerally dislike all four of them about the same. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't I'll know just why. Say, wait for our top the, two A- <laughs> the two A24 movies, one of them's got a lower rating by you on Letterboxd. At this point, oh yeah, I guess it does. But I was just more annoyed by that one in the moment. Um. Oh God, I don't know. Hayden's um, rating system drives me crazy. It does. I know you, you, you message about me about it all the time. It feels like based on empirical evidence, which one he should talk about, and yet he's clearly still having trouble deciding. I mean, I'll ju- I'll just say all four of them. I think. Go ahead. Oh, I boy. think men and everything, everywhere, all at once are both trying to say so much, and I just think they're stupid. And I think unbearable weight of massive talent and in the new scream are just crap like i just think they're bad again he gave scream two and a half stars as well i know it needs to go down oh it's, boy it's a scream <laughs> movie about star wars it's the stupidest thing I've all ever heard fandom is intertwined these days there's no fandom that's separate from anything else it's i all don't just have a to li- i don't screaming. have to like a movie about that i think it's dumb you don't have to but stop acting like it's wrong for the movie to even be about that I oh do boy. think it is wrong for a screen movie to be about Star Wars. <laughs> oh boy. I'm done. <laughs> Podcast over. Oh, but it abruptly ended. Every podcast Mark's on now is going to abruptly end. <laughs> like the deja vu episode. Let's talk about men. Oh what? Well, what now is I'm with men? you on men. I didn't like I don't men. even have anything to say about men. What is men? Why is men? Why is men? Who is Why men? Is what men? is men? Who is men? How is men? How is men? <laughs> why is there a lady in the town what like what what does it have to say about 
I mean, is there a plot? Like, is there a plot? Uh, or are we just in the lady's head? I thought this movie was called Man. There's a lady in this. I'm out of here. No, I mean, like, I mean, like, what is the movie trying to say when there is a lady cop and she's a real person? Right. But everyone else in the town is played by the same guy who is not played by the same actor who played her husband. But it right. seems to be trying to say something about men but it's not the same guy who played her husband. Right, it's just I, it's just like the messiest metaphor I've ever seen in a movie. Look, I need to watch the movie again to no, really you, lock down my do. thoughts on it. Stop okay. it. Stop okay. it. I want okay. to. Okay. Okay. The the feeling I get from the movie. And again, there's more that you can dig through in there. But first off, I just think it's a great, quiet, creepy folk horror movie. First and foremost, Second, I think it's, uh, I love, well, I mean, it's really disturbing, but I also, I just love the idea of the movie's positing that this woman just lives in a world where its deity hates them and is literally going out of its way to bring her, oh, all right. For, for, the, <laughs> for the next 30 seconds, spoiler alert for the movie men. Okay. And I'm going to get it done before the next 30 seconds. Right. She lives in a world where her abusive piece of shit ex is literally able to come back to her even after he died. Through another guy? I don't why get just, everything Why wasn't it just Rory doing, Kinnear? Why wasn't I it like just it. Rory Kinnear? That's what I'm because saying. that's like a... Because Rory Kinnear is a symbol of these this other village. It's like... He's an otherworldly presence, whereas his, her boyfriend is of this world. He's separate from Rory Kinnear. So you do take a literal message from you do think it's literally like i mean i didn't think about that until you mentioned that and that's the idea that's the reason that i that's the idea i take from that why he did that i mean i i, I don't i don't see that from this movie i think it's i think it's literally just um i know this is like a dumb guy trying to make fun of a smarter guy this this is what this is going to sound like I do think Alex Garland wants us to think he is very smart. And I, I don't think this is a very smart movie. Like, I, I think it's pretty dumb. I mean, for the record, I do agree with that. But <laughs> I also think that he is very smart. And even if he made a very he obvious movie. He may be. Movie, I don't think this is a good example. Even if he made a very obvious movie, I still think he made a very effective horror film. I don't, I'm not saying it's obvious. I'm saying it's, it's incredibly messy. And I, and I, personally i mean i know you're not supposed to judge movies on what you want rather than what they are <laughs> i do wish it was more straightforward i do wish it was more focused on the folk core. I, I wish it gave me any reason to believe that the folk core was there other than to be like a red herring almost like i don't see how any of it adds up and i don't need it to add up but for my own personal you know enjoyment it sounds own, like you kind of do Sure. Yeah. You know what? I take it back. I do need it to add up a little bit more than that because otherwise it's oh. just a mess. And it's, uh, yeah. My, again, I, I don't like to be objective about movies to each their own. We all take away something different from them. I do think that this is a bad movie. I, I don't even know what to say about man. I was letting you guys talk and I'm like, I don't there know. You if go, I mean, Matt. I he talked about the two that I liked and the two that you like, not mentioned. Okay. <laughs> He's punishing me, not you. 
Unbearable weight of massive talent. Because I, I, I didn't talk about another movie. Well, I didn't like Unbearable weight of massive talent that much. Oh, okay, good. I, I, I gave think, it like I a, think that movie's really bad. I think. I, I think the and the farther away I got from it, I think it got worse. I, I think to me, it, we would disagree. I thought Nicolas Cage, blameless. Even uh, Pedro Pascal, those two guys, I wish they were in a whole separate movie where it was like the two of them like hanging out and just like, you know. Uh, and then this the fucking I hate like the CIA plot that becomes more and more prevalent by the end of the movie. Uh-huh. I just can't I think it's so bad. I think right, it's, it's it's like yeah it's it's ruining this movie that could just it's ruining a movie i like and it's like derails a movie that i'm enjoying and it's like it makes me madder the more i think about it because like damn it i want the movie that's not dealing with the stupid cia plot (laughs) like and uh i think me and Lindsay talked about it we yeah we did con air we brought up nicholas cage and we both had seen it and i think we both agreed i won't speak for Lindsay, but like we weren't as into where it goes in the end it just right. it just it gets too much going on. It doesn't need all that stuff going on. Like it was way more fun when it's like Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal just hanging out. Like it's a right. Much yeah, there's like a seed of an idea when they announced it and they were like, "Oh, Nicolas Cage is like basically paid to be like the birth like this birthday clown at like this party <laughs> for this rich guy who's obsessed yeah. with him or whatever." I was like, "That sounds great." And then you watch the movie and it's like it doesn't deal with any of that like toxic fandom stuff at all. It's just a it's just two guys like fucking around and like hanging out and then and then a really bad generic cia um <laughs> plot like in yeah. the middle of it and you're just shoehorned like, in and and then yes. weird casting because they have um two comedic actors like baron holtz and uh tiffany haddish thank you yeah yeah and yeah. i don't think either one of them makes any sense like in this no. part and they're, and they're not even really trying to be funny yeah oh did you see it mark i can't even remember i did so. yeah Oh. bizarre it's so i like here's the yeah. thing I, I i had fun with it i thought it was decent i'd i'd say i liked it but i like that mike i like that ike Barinholt spends half his screen time uh shot tied to a chair like <laughs> and just dead in like the background like oh. i thought it was a spoiler good, alert like i thought it was <laughs> oh, a yeah, good buddy alert. comedy right. and i even like he's inconsequential fa- doesn't matter <laughs> i also like the family stuff uh sharon horgan from game night plays yes, his I, wife loves seeing her and i was I th- happy to I see her stuff with his family i think it's uh kind of sweet i like the place where it ends on that subplot but yeah yeah just everything okay like... actually, my big problem with the movie is oh wait a minute wait a minute I know, See where the we Matrix are, Matt? is ending right now. I know. I'm very excited. <laughs> Wish I could hear muted, the Rage Against the Machine so song. Could... Yeah, it's I know. You did. So we're getting Mark's experience from the Alamo Draft <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the thing that really bothered me uh... with uh, Massive Talent, there's one subplot involving Nicolas Cage having like an imaginary version of himself that he talks to. Oh, and yeah. that's the Nicolas Cage. With. That is the internet. That's the meme, Nicolas Cage. That's the Nicolas Cage that everyone went to the movie to see. That's what they wanted to get out of it. And they don't do anything. It's just like, we got to get meme cage in here. And I had heard up like three times. I had heard from Hayden that (laughs) Nick cage felt miserable making this because he felt like they were making fun of him. And you can see his misery in those moments because he is not even, he is not trying. He's just like half-heartedly doing like crazy eighties and nineties cage just waiting to get home for the day. And I hated that stuff. And it kind of drags down the rest of the movie. Oh, it's bad. I was going <laughs> to say, like, the best part of seeing it was, uh, like, I saw it with Clay and just knowing that Nicholas hey, Cage had an existential Clay? crisis making that movie, it just made it, it just made it 
it, it was worth it. It was Aiden, worth it. Who's Clay? Clay was uh, my co-host for that Nicholas Cage podcast that we've brought up in the background <laughs> and they're in the back. Uh, yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> You'll you have to forgive me. I'm uh, getting over a sickness. So uh, my mind isn't all there. And then everything everywhere all at once. I just don't have a lot to say about it. I thought it was really annoying. I thought it was a really annoying movie. Oh. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Matt, because I know you really loved it. Um, we'll probably talk about it on the year end episode. I was gonna say <laughs> it'll come up on the year end episode. Yeah, I sure. I don't have a lot to say about it because I it it made me rethink whether I really like Swiss Army Man as much as I do. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I I had an existential crisis. I was like Nick Cage making uh, massive talent. But it's been a while it. since you've seen it, and have you come to a conclusion on how you feel about Swiss Army? No, Man? it's one of oh how I feel about Swiss Army Man. Yeah, like, did it make you not like Swiss Army Man no, anymore? No, no, I like Swiss Army Man. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, we'll we'll talk about it more at the end of the year. I'm sure. Well, it's a little, it's a <laughs> bit of a shame because I am actually planning on seeing that within the next few days. It's one of those big movies I still haven't gotten around Mark, to. You are just glowing on the video. Oh yeah, the the, the light <laughs> hitting your face. I'm right like, in front of a window. You right look like now. an angel. He's <laughs> you, like, you look like an angel. Oh my god! I'm sorry. So you are going to see both movies, or just uh, everything? All well, the no, people I mean, in the place at the same time. Uh, everything, everywhere. I, I mean, oh. I will debate on whether I want to see Swiss Army Man based on how I feel about that one because I, all right, not interested in seeing Swiss Army Man. <laughs> I'd love to see Swiss Army Man. I haven't seen it, but. I, I think I loved Swiss Army Man. I still do. I, I watched it the day I watched it again the day before whenever I saw uh, everything the, the thing. <laughs> we know it, it is a long <laughs> title. Uh, yeah. We'll talk. I, hey, as long as you don't uh, stop me or hate on me for liking the movie, no, then I, no. I know you wouldn't do that. So I don't I, care. I'm, I am shocked that you don't love it. Like I did, but that's, it's one of those things where how can you not love this? But again, we'll probably talk about that in the line, but. Um, oh, I I'll hope I'll have thoughts. I hope I'll have like coherent thoughts on it by then. <laughs> um, well, this is funny. We brought up Nicolas Cage because our last question that I have is from uh, Dirk oh, Marshall, host boy. of the VHS podcast. Um, I think a simple one, not too much of a thinker. Uh, 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 give us an actor or an actress who you think can do no wrong. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> my okay. my first instinct was Denzel. <laughs> Uh, even uh, in, that's a good one even in bad movies i he's always blameless to me and i don't think he's even like bad sometimes he's a little like um oh god the the, the little things the movie with him and jared leto and uh uh oh god rami malik yeah um he's kind of sleepy in that movie but i i still don't think he's doing wrong in that movie um I didn't hate him in that movie. I, well, I mean, first off, I didn't. Hate I've never that hated movie, him in anything. I don't think. But I no, yeah. I yeah, I've never disliked him in anything I've seen. He is always awesome. Oh man, this is difficult. Um, <laughs> I, 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 you off. Oh, you sprung this on me. I'm sorry. I thought this would be. I thought this would be an oh, easy man. one. Maybe because it was easy for me. But sorry. Look, the one I'm gonna name off. Uh, I'm trying to think because I've got a handful, but I'm trying to go through all their performances to see if they have done any wrong. They've done you... wrong. They're celebrity. <laughs> They've definitely done wrong. Uh, you know who I'll go with? I'll say Josh Brolin. I love Josh Brolin. He's always gets me excited for anything I'm going to see him in. He even made a giant CG alien into a character. 
which a uh, giant CG alien, which I did not think could be a compelling character, he made into a compelling character. And I just I love Josh Brolin. I love his like gravelly voice that is like he sounds like he worked in an oil field before he was an actor. <laughs> I love Josh Brolin. Uh, it's a good, it's a good one. I've got two that I can think of. Anthony Hopkins just even even when he's kind of like phoning it in just amazing and chris cooper my favorite actor i I love chris cooper he's normally playing the sadder mad dads but he is just like even when he's even when he's in like a bad movie like amazing spider-man 2 which mark and i still have we still like it (laughs) even when he's like not good as norman osborne in in amazing (laughs) spider-man 2 I can't help it. I love Chris Cooper. He's like he doesn't get to ham it up very often, but uh, yeah, he's 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 super solid. So good picks. I got. I thought of two more too, like J.K. Simmons. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, I forgot. I'm blanking the other name. Hang on. <laughs> God damn it. Who was Richard Jenkins? Oh yeah. Oh, I feel like they are. I've never seen them be bad, and they show up in things and make me like the movie more. Like I don't like the movie Juno that much. But I thought right. J.K. Simmons was like the best part of that movie. <laughs> like he is he, good in that movie. He makes me like it more than I would if he was not in the movie. But like, especially yeah, Richard Jenkins, I've appreciated more. I think the past couple of years, I'm like every time he shows up, it's usually good. Um, so yeah, that's two more I could think of. Mark I feel bad. I haven't named. I feel bad. Yeah, I know. I felt bad. I was thinking the same thing. I, I uh... all right. Well, I got two. One of them's gonna be a dude because I'm gonna be as terrible as you guys, uh, with one exception. And well, that is then he doesn't count. Well, here's the thing. I can't think of anyone who doesn't have at least one wrong-headed performance, but when you consider how many movies this guy's been in, uh-huh. one dud, that's all right. With the exception of 12 Years a Slave, Brad Pitt knocks oh. it out of the park every time for me. Oh, see, I would disagree with that. I, th- I think Brad Pitt, I'm like 50-50 with. I think he kind of flatlines it a lot. Uh, I well, what would you say he flatlines it? You know what? Flatlines a bad word. I think he's <laughs> actively bad in seven. I think he's bad. In oh seven. my! Wow. Oh, yeah, that's freak. the hottest take we've had this whole what episode. The <laughs> freak. He's. I I think man, this is. I need wow. I need you to rewatch it. I need to rewatch it. The last time I saw it was like in theaters on in like 2017 or something. Uh, we showed it at the Alamo Draft House. I hadn't seen it in a while. And I just remember going, whoa, he is bad in this. <laughs> I Man, could not is, disagree more. I, must, I may just be immune to his charm, though. because I think he's playing, I, I, I appreciate it more, actually, the over the years. I think he's playing such a hot-headed guy who's, like, so yes, thick-headed yeah, that yeah. he is so, I don't know how to describe it. Like Right, he's, he's just, not exactly a likable or a lovable character. <laughs> yeah, in and I think he's playing but that I, so well. It was just... something about the performance. I was just like, ooh. <laughs> Interesting. I think he's playing that so well. There's like little stuff he does that shows off that he's very like kind of willfully ignorant and and <laughs> like, I, I, I think he tells Morgan Freeman something about like, I don't know what it was. Something like, oh, I don't read books or the little stuff like that. Right. Where it's like, like right. you know, I don't do shit like that. I'm not intellectual. You know, blah blah. And like, he just is so hot headed, and like, he doesn't understand what's going on with Gwyneth Paltrow's character at all. He's so uh, un- oblivious to all the stuff she's going through, and she has to tell Morgan Freeman what she's going through. Uh-huh. I think he's playing it like 
perfectly. I think it's like it's a I think it's sneaky good, really. I mean I, I also <laughs> don't love him in Inglorious Bastards. Like I oh like him. God. Oh I, I like him, but I'm like, that was <laughs> yeah. gonna be Kurt Russell. I'm like, that was okay. That would be he's a guy that can Russell. do no wrong too. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell can do no wrong. But Kurt I mean, Russell can absolutely do no wrong. I think Brad Pitt. <laughs> Is just as good in that role as Kurt Russell would have been. Yeah. No, I think he's. Nah, I don't really like. Okay. Him. Well, I got. Um, I got. <laughs> oh, a, no, I got I, a woman. I got a woman. I got one. Too. I, well, <laughs> hold on. I want to hear Mark talk some serious shit on Brad Pitt in Twelve Years a Slave. <laughs> I've never I mean, seen well, it, so I don't. I don't know. even have serious. Shit I like Twelve Years a I mean, Slave. I mean, it's a no. It's a great movie, but and his was the performance. And yeah. Was like the kind of sore thumb that everyone. He, show, he shows on. up as like a. I think like a Canadian like. And um, honestly, it's a not landscape even, or something. And he's like, he's even, like, this is wrong. <laughs> it's like this whole, it's like this whole part. I wouldn't even hey, say he's bad in the bad. movie, yeah. but it's just like he's playing like he's playing it up on a much higher level, a more theatrical level than everyone around him is. Okay. And for that movie, it doesn't feel right. Right. But I wouldn't say, you know, it's not a bad performance by any means. Like if that were a different movie. That would be a great performance. Yeah. All, right. All right. I got a woman. Uh, <laughs> the way I said that, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I got a woman. <laughs> All right, look, she, and look, she's relatively new. Like, we've only seen her for the past, like, eight years, at least in big Hollywood movies. But I might be biased because I'm in love with her. But to date, I don't think Rebecca Ferguson has done any wrong. Ah. Yes, that's a good and one. She about Rebecca someone- Hall? She, she can't also do good. any wrong either. Oh. What, All what? these Rebecca's. I'm, no, I'm trying <laughs> to think. I love Rebecca's. We got two very <laughs> solid ones so far. I have another woman that her name starts with R, but she's not a Rebecca. I was going to say Rachel McAdams. Oh. Because even when she's in some small, nothing roles, I still feel like she does a good job. Like Doctor Strange. Her yeah, stuff she... in Doctor Strange is like, Especially the first one. It's like nothing. And she still makes something out of it. I forgot. Especially the first one. She has even less to do in the second. Wait, never mind. No, I think she had never more mind. to do. You're right. She she to come ever, along. Did you um, ever see Morning Glory? I have not seen Morning Glory. She's delightful. Okay. She's always delightful. It's like yeah. Spotlight. She's good in that. She, game oh, Night. She's, she's amazing in Game Night. Red Eye. Oh, she's incredible in Game Night. Mean Girls. I you know what? She Kathy was in the Sherlock Bates. Holmes movie. <laughs> Kathy Bates is good. There's yeah. just a lot of actors out there. That, there's there's a lot of actors out there that are always great. Uh, Rose I'm Byrne. Trying, I'm trying I to for- think of people that I'm like I'm going to see that for them. I love to see them <laughs> pop up. And stuff. I mean, I watched. I mean, again, I'm just naming everyone that I have a crush on because, like, hey, no pig boy. But well, I can't <laughs> say that about Anna Diarmas. She's been, she's definitely been some crap. Yeah, that's. Well, I, I mean, but is she good? Either. Is she good in the crap? Sometimes, sometimes she's not. Sometimes she's not even at her best. I would say like, I can't. Uh, like acting. Like, I watched but... like a boss for Rose Byrne, oh. so I will oh. follow that woman to the ends of the earth. That is not a good movie. You watched three seasons of Damages for Rose Byrne. That, <laughs> that's true, and she's great in it. Just she holds. Uh, yeah. Love Rose Byrne. I had someone else. Uh, oh, yeah. Back to dudes. Um, <laughs> Jason Bateman. I always love Jason Bateman. He's he, has been his, some, he has his thing, but it always works for him. I think. He has been in some yeah. stinkers. Like Horrible Bosses 2 is actively Remember bad. Extract? But, 
Remember Extract? Oh, God, I, think oh, I actually right. did watch that movie because hey. Mila Kunis was in it. I think that's why I watched it. <laughs> I like Extract. That's a funny movie. I'm sorry. Mike Judge mind. movie, right? Take it back. Wait, that is Mike Judge movie. It's a Texas guy, right? Yeah. So that's a Texas movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, let's yeah. see your top three. <laughs> We've just completely gone full circle. <laughs> oh, we come back around. Uh, all right. I want you all to, real quick, I'm going to change the subject because we're I just I think we answered the question pretty this, thoroughly. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're naming yeah. actors at this point. Scream Factory versus Arrow versus Severin. Oh, boy. Yeah. Do you want me to rank them or just like. Just debate. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting for this one. I feel like <laughs> I just like talking shit on little. I, I like talking shit on uh, Arrow, Scream Factory, Severin. That's my ranking. I would say. Yeah, you don't more. like Severin very much. No, Severin. They're, I mean, they're fine. They just don't always put out a lot of stuff that I want. See, in the past few years, they have been putting out some Hayden stuff, dude. Oh, okay. The but full core stuff. Night, yeah. of, Night of the Demon. The full core stuff. Some other stuff I can't think of right now. <laughs> I feel like I used to like Severin more. The Eurocrypt like... of Christopher Lee box set that had nothing but bangers in it. Hey, there's one good movie in that. Uh, but <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. They may not put out amazing movies. They do the work. They put in some effort on their releases. I'll give them the Factory they finally, they is their... just not even trying anymore. They it's finally fix their website. Well, here's crash the thing. every time they have a sale. Severin. Because <laughs> that was what? really, that was, I remember maybe it was two years ago, and I was really uh-huh. trying to buy stuff from the Severin sale, and the site was just broken beyond all repair. They were like taking orders by email. Oh, on they were Severin? Like, yeah, I Severin. remember they this. Were like taking, yeah. It was basically taking handwritten orders. <laughs> like, and yes. that, this website was down for weeks, I feel like, and it was terrible. It's a fucking disaster. And I feel like after that point, I've, they've never recovered, and I feel like I've never come back, <laughs> Like, which is, probably, which is probably unfair. But I just... Their technical issues are, are, are pretty awful, and I've heard some people complain about, like, getting their stuff. But when you get the product in your hand, <laughs> it's beautiful, it feels amazing, and it's like packed with really good features. Yeah, yeah. I'm just the, saying they, they don't put do out, bad work. Right. I just uh, it's they not put stuff out I'm overboard. In. And yeah. they got they went out. They got an interview with the writer and absolutely no one else. And they put that <laughs> disc out with absolutely hey, nothing else. That on is it. A, hey, but you know what? That I, I don't know their entire catalog. That seems like an exception. Whereas yeah, that is the rule for Scream Factory at this point. <laughs> like that is just the baseline. What to expect from them at this point. Yeah, I, Scream Factory disappoints me because I feel like they just keep putting the same stuff out. In fact, no, you know what? I will disagree because we ju- we all recently got Scream Factory's Alligator, and I actually think they did the, they did some great work with that. Alligator was a good, good release. You're right. Alligator yeah. was good. But doesn't that feel more like the exception lately? Yeah, it's that's one in every like two years. <laughs> I look. I think Scream Factory is fifty fifty. Fifty percent of the time they do great work, and the other half they're just like whatever <laughs> I, mean, I don't I pre- think i don't think yeah. they're as bad as hayden likes to make them out i to feel me. like they burned through so many big releases for years that they're kind of like shit what do we put out now i appreciate they're putting out hammer stuff which is cool because i feel like you know if someone that's good they're putting it out i feel like it's probably not their most popular stuff because all this 80s stuff they still re-release all these movies and now they're in 4k let's release all the halloweens let's do all the child's play movies again like um i don't get it it doesn't interest me to like upgrade something i already have on blu-ray to 4k 
normally, but uh, uh, uh. well, all right. Well, let's uh, say uh, uh. only. Well, yeah, you're no, no, you're right. Okay, only the child's play movies. Only the child's play movies. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's funny that they put these packages out where like, oh, we're putting these movies on 4K, and you get like a set of metal pins and some stickers I mean, and like a that... doll, and it's like. And people get really excited still. I mean, that's who I'm are, four, four, who okay, are these 4K people? Not okay, not just Scream Factory. Like the other labels definitely put nonsense extras in like special gift bundles for people willing to pay top dollar. Oh, Arrow that's puts true. in like Severn, yeah, postcards and lobby lot, cards right. and yeah, stuff like that. I mean, I was reading something and I don't notice it, I'm paying attention, but like people were saying Arrow has fallen off because they got bought by Zavi. Zavi, I mean, uh, the, wait, did they? Yeah, like a year ago or so, they got bought out by Zavi, and like people think the quality's gone down. I I, I included know. Arrow in this because I remember really liking Arrow. I can't remember the last Arrow product I bought. To be completely honest, I just you. bought I True Romance yesterday. Baby. True Romance on 4K, I believe. Oh, was that them? Oh, wait, yeah. they put out Trimmers, right? I, I think they, I, they did put yeah. out Trimmers. Yeah, their Trimmers, trimmers may have been the last one. Yeah. I did just buy their wild things. And aside from uh, swapping one of the actors' names with one of the characters' names in their little booklet, seems like they did a good job on that one. <laughs> I I know. I, I pick on Scream Factory the most. They are just the most fun to make fun of. That being said, every now and then, they do put out one that I'm excited for. And then there's, like, no special features on it, and it's, like, not entirely exciting, like like Silver Bullet. <laughs> But I actually oh, I yeah, am yeah. looking forward to their Child's Play 2 and 3. Cuz the original Child's Play 2 and 3 don't have any features on them. I'm just saying like I I you know what and I'm complaining about the features. I've gotten to the point where I don't really watch features that much. <laughs> I I would thing, like yeah. them to I would like them to be there if I'm paying $30 right. for a movie. It's like I, I may like, not watch these but I want them on the on Yeah, the I disc. would like the option. <laughs> But yeah. I'm like looking over there at that little uh, who who what who put out the the Chucky collection with all the movies on on Blu-ray. Well, that was like, Universal. Yeah, Universal. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'll, I'll never need, I'll never need a little Scream Factory three movie set or whatever. Yeah, I had that little yellow box of Chucky right movies. They, um, look, they look good too. I find me. Yeah, good. I'm not that picky, but it's like uh, I would. This is kind of a separate topic. Do I don't know if you guys are like me. It's I was thinking about how. When I get a Blu-ray or DVD back in the day, I would dig into the special features so hard where I'd watch like everything. And now I barely get into any of it. It's just such a strange, it was so fresh and new back then, but now it's like, I agree, I agree. I'm the opposite actually. I am more of a bonus feature fiend now than I was in the past. Oh, I remember getting the, whenever the Peter Jackson King Kong came out as the deluxe edition with the extended cut and the 40 hours of of like extra i for two days it like that weekend i did nothing but watch all that stuff wasted a whole weekend and it was wonderful and uh and yeah those were the glory days of like bonus features and whatnot now i'll do it if if it's like a video essay or like a a making of doc with like multiple interviews in it I find it hard to get excited for just a, a sit down interview with one person, you know? Yeah. I like... I like a little something in there. Um, Synapse are really good about getting those documentaries. I forget the guy who makes them, but the, uh, the making of docs on the Synapse releases are always really interesting and actually entertaining. 
I've actually kind of entered a phase lately where I'm starting to go back and like dig through bonus features that I didn't dig through back in the day. Like I have all these movies that I've never watched any commentaries on and I'm slowly starting to go back and listen to those because I watched these movies so many times. What's the harm going to be to just watch it one time with people talking over it? Uh-huh. Yeah. And those other there are like other movies i've got with documentaries i never watched before like i like i am a fiend so like pack these things to the brim i don't care what you got you got (laughs) separate interviews give them to me you want to merge those interviews in the one documentary give it to me just give me all you got (laughs) give me all you got oh that was a good reference uh (laughs) thank you (laughs) what uh but well, what else do we have? We've gone for like two hours. And I asked all the questions that people sent oh us. Uh, yeah, I sent a couple yesterday. I can find one that I asked. Uh, that won't be. That won't take too much time. Uh, hold on. I just like fired off a handful of them. Uh... Ooh, ooh! Here's the good one. Least favorite movie by your favorite director. Oh, this stressed me out just trying to figure out who my favorite director was. I have three. I got like that four. Always... Yeah, I got like four, but I can never decide between. Well, just pick one of them. Like you've already stated that they might not be your absolute yeah. favorites. Just go with one of them. Okay. All right, I'm gonna keep mine easy because uh, <laughs> I feel like the farther I get along, because I still say Tarantino's my favorite director, but I feel like it, he's just one of a few favorites. But I'll stick with him because it's an easy answer for him. Yeah. Uh, it's Death Proof. It's I still <laughs> like I I've come around All on right. Death Proof. But I still think. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. right. You asked the question. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My friend uh, James being mad at me, too, because I just think he said it's his favorite Tarantino movie. Uh, Oh. Well, here's the thing. I may be wrong. I know he said he likes it, but I, I can't. I just think. I think by the design of that movie and being a double feature in Grindhouse, I just think it's lesser. I, I come around. I used to hate it. Actually, I used to really hate it. Yeah. Um, but I like it way right. more now. But it's still near it, near it, near it. It's still, yeah. it's still at the bottom. But I still think it's. I now I think it's very good. But I, I, I love. So what's all the second ones. least favorite? Ooh, see, that's when it gets tough. Well, because... that's not. That's not what I asked. <laughs> I know, but it's like we're having a conversation. We're just let me um, let me talk about death proof because let me I... fight back because here's the all thing. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. I'll think of the second maybe, maybe, least, maybe. second least favorite. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> if it hadn't been part of Grindhouse, I would agree. But Grindhouse is a very important movie for me. I understand. And I, I love will Grindhouse never, as a whole. Yeah. I will never be able to separate it from those feelings of going to watch Grindhouse however many times I saw it in the theater and just being like the greatest thing I'd ever seen. And but, so for that alone, it's not my least favorite by him. But Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. Matt is not referring to Grindhouse. He's referring to Death Proof. It's funny. It's almost like I was also just talking about Death Proof. <laughs> it's weird. But right? you were like, you were like, all right, all right, all right, to Matt. And if Matt's just talking about that single watch it on its own, Death Proof? Are you talking about the, that? Or are you watching are you talking about watching it as if I watched look, here's yeah. the thing. If I watched it on its own. I would still love it, and that's partially because I do have those memories of watching it in theaters. All right, but (laughs) yeah, right. All right, hold on. Let me. 
Aiden's gonna be really unhappy. This is a com- this is confusing now is. because like when I would rank the Tarantino movies, I'd put Death Proof on. I wouldn't put Grindhouse, and I put Death Proof on its own. I don't like the longer separate cut of Death Proof. I like Death Proof a lot more now. I think I like the longer I, one. I still like the longer cut. Maybe I, think I need to I'd watch it again. The longer one. May, I, I, I think. I think. Oh boy, my it's tough. My second. I'll, try, I'll answer your question, Aiden. My my second to least favorite. Ah, man, would probably either be, and I still really like these movies. I don't either Django or Hateful Eight, but that's oh. not against the quality of those movies. It's just like that first one, Hoy. Hey, Matt, can I, know, I jump I in I'm here? I, they're great. They're they're it's so. Oh, good. is your favorite Tarantino too, and your least favorite? I'm not going to bury the lead, but yeah. yeah, let's. My favorite director, I'll say, is Tarantino. Even okay. though he's tied with a couple others. Can't wait to hear. I'm going to kill you, man. My least favorite hit film of his. Which I still would give five stars. Right. Django Unchained. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. All right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Why do you like <laughs> Reservoir Dogs more than Django Unchained? Because cool, baby. I like seeing I like seeing guys in suits walking like, down a walking down a sidewalk. I haven't cool, seen baby. Reservoir Dogs oh, in years, but it's, Reservoir oh, Dogs. God, look, I'm a very okay. I'll say this for me, because I'm with Mark. I'm a very uh, uh, what's the uh, emotional, nostalgic movie watcher, and I can't separate myself from how important Reservoir Dogs was when I first watched it. I think technically it's probably his worst movie i mean it's just it's a very much a first movie it's very like if you're going like, on I, yeah like looks like uh, it doesn't aesthetics have a, alone a lot of money. it is his worst movie when but i've I seen it so think, many times yeah when i think and remember when i remember about whenever i remember <laughs> and think about reservoir dogs i cannot not see just like a reservoir dogs a boondock saints poster on some high school kids wall and i'm just like ugh. I get it. It's a young man's movie. It's a it's a very much a never first movie. Never have cared for Reservoir Dogs. I, I really understand. Reservoir Dogs probably would be only right ahead of those other two now. But again, mm-hmm. these are all like movies that yeah. I give like four and a half, five stars to all day long. Should we yeah. just do the other way now and say what's your favorite? We haven't movie? talked about we haven't talked about <laughs> Django at all. We've just talked about the movies that aren't our least favorite. I can't even say why I don't like Django as much as the other ones. I just like I Django it. has some pacing issues that's probably kind of in the bleeding into the (laughs) final act that kind of don't sit well with me and it's the only time in his entire filmography where i feel like hey i'm watching a movie look i will admit you can just remove the first hour of django and it would still be a like a good it would be a good movie and you wouldn't miss anything but Django is my favorite. It's just like it's just it's got no all this stuff in it. Way. Well, you know I'm that. Mark. I did know that. I don't think I knew that. I'm surprised. Look, for that. the record, uh, you want to talk about edit? Look, I was going to mention earlier one of my favorite needle drops of all time is in Django Unchained, and that's "I Got a Name" by Jim Croce. I oh. got a name. I got a name. <laughs> great song. <laughs> great use in that movie. The problem with that is we get two separate montages back to back. We get that one and we get a tiny little interlude and then we get a montage of him learning to be the fastest gun in the West. And you could easily have merged those into one super montage. You know what, though? 
you know what though once upon a time <laughs> in hollywood mm. tight tight as any movie i've ever seen in my life couldn't lose anything here's the funny thing he's trying to like He's saying that like he's being sarcastic, but he's not. He's right. He's 100% right. <laughs> yeah, there. everything is necessary in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It is. It is. <laughs> you know it what? Is. You get one driving scene after another after another. You can't oh, lose any of them. Oh, you can't it's lose so good. It's so good. I do love those driving around scenes. Uh, awesome. <laughs> and I love all the montages in Django. That's all I'm going to say. Should we just read our Tarantino rank? Do you guys have lists for me? <laughs> well, mine are always saying, hey, I, for the record, Matt, I didn't even get mad at you for putting Hateful Eight down there, which I would put that close to the top for me. But you know what? Keeping it copacetic, I'm not going to get mad at you. I understand, baby. I understand why you put that one down there. Oh. It's cool. You know what's funny? I had an idea for a whole episode of the show to just do, to rank our favorite Tarantino, but not specifically us, but to rank our favorite Tarantino movies. I thought it'd be a good conversation clearly there's debate to be had. i would have to finally finish pulp fiction for that oh my god that's my favorite one. Uh, this fucking hipster <laughs> over all here time. I just, this I freaking hipster over here pulp fiction. this is you are i feel like so many personal attacks are coming at me everything ever i'm once, sorry man pulp fiction. Sorry. i don't understand no, don't, don't apologize you're a hipster you love it you love it <laughs> i do not love it i do not love it <laughs> I Where wish I liked Pulp Fiction. to lose you? The boxing story, Bruce Willis? What, what part? I don't think I've ever even gotten that far. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's just like. How are you not so. The, the Sam Jackson, when they go into the apartment, how are you not so it is, into that? Okay, look. It is aesthetically <laughs> one of the ugliest movies that everyone really loves <laughs> that I can think of. It's like, oh. it's very like. I don't even know how to describe it. It's very yellow and brown and like muted <laughs> and dull. And I'm, I just, like I'm not into it, man. It's I'm also a lot it. of, look, Hayden hates LA. I, <laughs> I get it. LA. And hey, his first few movies all take place around LA. Yeah. And they're all just a bunch of handheld cameras around some muted locations. So I can <laughs> see that, especially with the aesthetic chef's kiss that is Kill Bill onward for him. Yeah. Yeah. His movies do start looking much better. I will say that. I feel like he. Well, when he with... switched to uh, Robert Richardson, and yeah, that's a kind of idea. adopted <laughs> a more full-on uh, cinematic aesthetic to his look. I've I've discussed this recently. I think it was on Dan's podcast with me with Tarantino. I'm not looking at him for like anything original. I'm looking at him as just like a soup of references. And once <laughs> I, that's why I like Django the best because it's his like loosest um sorry it's his most loose i, I don't know it's like his uh wildest shaggiest kind of movie and all the style on display is so over the top and in your face i i, I love all that stuff and that's why i'm watching a tarantino movie generally so i don't know uh, uh, and you know like westerns so i mean and Jenko's great i just it's yeah, I love. I'm, I'm not even mad at you for putting it there. <laughs> you, you've got death proof at the bottom. Yeah. Right. No, he's, he's only, like always, he's only mad at me. He'll never be mad at you, Matt. He's only ever mad at me. I don't want either Mark, one of you mad at me. How uh, could anyone ever be mad at Matt? I thought you were going to say, how could anyone ever be mad at me? That's and what I thought you were going to be like, psych! <laughs> I thought you were going to say too. I was like, yeah. I'm not mad at you, Mark, because you gave, uh, you still give Django five stars. If you were like, 
one star because it sucks. That's right. <laughs> then I'd be mad. Oh, I mean, I feel like you two just have that like your oh, real yeah. life we're, best we're friends you've known each other a long we're, time we're basically my, siblings my re- yeah that my real life best friends were like brothers we pick on each other but i'm nicer to my my like what's the, the next level of friends who are like you're really good friends but they're not like your brother you know i, I don't know how to say yeah. this like yeah. <laughs> you next guys are really good friends, friends but we don't Let's... know each other that well so i feel like we're all nicer you know but yeah. you two know each other so you could pick on each other like i don't like i don't like when people come in who i've just met and they want to be like dicks to me in that way of like you've been friends with somebody for like 20 years right like, right you know what i'm talking about you probably oh yeah like, if we just came in and we're like man you fucking suck yeah like, <laughs> i'd be like hey it's like hey uh screw you just, i always think about the time i was like here. at a party and like like circle of friends was staying around and like they're like giving me shit about something i had done but it was like a, a joking amongst friends and some guy joined the circle who i'd met literally that night it was like, yeah, what are you doing, you fucking idiot? And I'm like, whoa, oh, God. God. <laughs> like, you know what? You? He saw he saw his in. He was like, he was like, everybody's making fun of this guy. He did. They'll like me if I just it's just like, no, you don't get that opportunity. That <laughs> drives me nuts. It happens even on online sometimes because I have like the the circle of close friends and then like random people I barely interact with are like, yeah, you fucking dummy. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's like, you don't know me. <laughs> yeah, you don't know me. Who are you? Parasocial um, relationships. I don't know. But yeah, you two have the, I can tell, I've seen it. <laughs> the best the... friends who pick at each other constantly relationship, which is, which yeah. is good. It's good. No, I, uh, well, yeah. Tarantino isn't even my favorite director. So, right. Oh, yeah. Well, so, yeah, that's favorite. right. We got to get his answer. Uh, uh, this is very tough because uh, I don't know who my today. I don't know who my favorite director is. So I'm going to say. Uh, Peter Jackson. Huh? Peter Jackson. I do love Peter Jackson. He, he, he is like, he, it's like him and Tim Burton and Tim, but he's well, not from New Zealand. No, Tim Burton. Uh, I, Okay. Do I go controversial or do I make Mark mad? I can say your least favorite, man. <laughs> I have a feeling. No, no, I, with, uh, with director, I mean. Which director do oh, I pick? Oh. oh, wait. How would you make me mad with which director you pick? No, with it, the the movie for each one is it. One of them is controversial. The other one's going to make you mad, depending on the director I pick. You know, See, so. I feel like I, I know. I feel like I know your least <laughs> you know, favorite, you know, Peter Timber. Jackson. Yeah. Wait, oh. I don't know. Wait. Oh, if it's I that wouldn't make me mad for Tim Burton. I get why people don't like that movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tim Burton. I you know what? It it I take no pleasure in saying this. Oh, I can't wait to hear what this is. Absolutely <laughs> none. No, you know what it is. I mean, it's Alice in Wonderland. I Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. have love in my heart for almost every other Tim Burton movie. There's a few that I need to rewatch, but I have love in my heart for almost every other one of them. And I want to love Alice in Wonderland because I really like the live action stuff in Alice in Wonderland. But there is just some, it's like, I don't know. And I know that's just something that people don't like about Tim Burton at this point. They're like, it's so obvious, Tim Burton, Alice in Wonderland, get real. <laughs> but it's like, I'm excited whenever I hear Tim Burton's doing this. I'm like, oh yeah, more please. Thank you. But I feel like the movie itself, um, goes out of its way to like get you know it gives itself like a uh a plot at all which is very un alice in wonderland like i i don't know how mad you can get at a movie for wanting to have a plot but there's just, just a lot of decisions in that movie that just 
I'm like, what, what are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> and it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's not what I want out of Tim Burton doing Alice in Wonderland. And I think it's really ugly whenever I think I, a lot of his movies are beautiful. I will admit I watched it uh, last year uh, when I had COVID first time since I'd seen it in theaters. And I thought it was gorgeous. I take one viewing with this guy and our friend Houston <laughs> and they immediately start pointing out some ugly CG and I see it and I can't stop seeing it. It's and they ruin, they kind of ruin the movie for me. Why is Crispin Glover's whole body CG? It's, it's weird. Oh God. It's weird. I I've never seen it. It sounds a, weird. It, yeah. I still think there's a lot of aesthetic beauty in that movie that I really like. I think it's a fun movie. It's just so bizarre to make like the Mad Hatter, like a, a warrior with PTSD. It's like just just decisions I don't like whenever it comes to this kind of thing. I don't know. It's don't know. it's funny you bring up Tim Burton because I'm, I'm thinking now about like, you're talking about his post-2000 stuff. Like I can't think of a wider gulf, like a gap, like a Grand Canyon size yeah. gap between the run he has from like uh, Pee Wee Beetlejuice on all the uh, way to Sleepy Hollow, I think is amazing, and then falls off a cliff for me post 2000s. Like, right, anything I've seen, I haven't seen that much because I don't like the aesthetic at this point. I've like, so you I don't even it. like, you haven't seen Sweeney Todd. I've seen Sweeney Todd, but you know, I hate you don't like, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh, you don't like Sweeney Todd. Right. I think Sweeney Todd's actually, I remember thinking, like, Ooh, this is I not bad. Sweeney I was like, Todd. I remember thinking, this is not bad for post 2000s Tim Burton, like the way it looks and everything, but I've uh -huh. never got bored fully with, like, what about a uh, big fish? I haven't seen big fish. I've heard that's like one of the good ones. Or but I, I think you'll like it. I don't think I've been more repelled by anything than the previews for the Charlie and Chocolate Factory movie. Like, I was like, fuck everything about this. I never want to see this. <laughs> and then Alice in Wonderland, like, it's the same thing. Dark Shadows I didn't want to see. Okay, Matt, I was going to say, my <laughs> my dark horse for, for his, like, post-Sweeney stuff, around Halloween, <laughs> make you some special drinks, get a little popcorn, <laughs> watch Dark Shadows. You will have a great time. Okay. I love Dark I, Shadows. Dark Shadows <laughs> is pretty great. I only I watched it because this guy showed it to me, and I love it. It's okay. Uh, that's that's one of my um, the two of you were vouching for like it. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think everything about the, I don't know. It's, I don't like what he's doing with this. The way they look, I just don't. I don't know. There's especially the Disney stuff's been a lot of like CGI looking weird, like weird off putting CGI. Like the weirdest thing to me about all of his new movies, like Big Eyes, definitely. They move so fast. It's like he got into like uh, blockbuster filmmaking and <laughs> and he like so he took away from that like everything needs to be trimmed down, trimmed down, trimmed down as like tight, as tight, as tight, as tight as possible. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so the movies do not breathe at all. So even whenever you get like a drama like Big Eyes, it moves like we got to get to the next thing. We got to get to the next thing. And you're like, what is going on? Because you never really watch a Tim Burton movie for the acting necessarily like i mean maybe like michael keaton in like beetlejuice but you're not watching it to be like is, yeah right but you're not watching to be like wow what a beautiful performance you're going wow this is crazy <laughs> you know and yeah, so like yeah. so now his movies are just like <sighs> i like a lot about them but they feel very soulless most of the time that's what i yeah that's, that's a sh great that's word a shame <laughs> yeah that's a shame because i felt like he was a guy that had a lot of he's putting a lot of personality and soul into stuff and now it just feels weird and empty and did anybody see his dumbo movie 
Oh, I love Dumbo. Yeah, Dumbo. Yeah. I, I say, oh, okay. I say all, all right, that, but I love Dumbo. Can I all give right. you a? Uh, can I give you guys a Tim Burton hot take? Okay. Yeah. I like the movie. I think it's a good movie. <laughs> when I hear people go on and on about what a masterpiece Ed Wood is, I'm like, all right. You must have hated our episode, me and Ken did, like a year and a half ago. I mean, because that's all oh, we I said the whole hate time. It. I didn't hate it. I just, I watch Ed. I've always watched Ed Wood, and I do think it's a very good movie. But I never, that movie never inspires me to go out and create, or it never like makes me think, wow, like what, a, like what a guy. He right. might not be a great artist. <laughs> the guy, the guy loves what, what he does. What, what, it never gives the tagline me that like, Wood. What a guy! <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's a fun, it's a fun little biopic about a kind of outsider artist. But I don't get much more I, from it. Than I that. think we were really appreciating like the small scale of it because that's a, mo- a complaint about modern movies. They're all so convoluted and complicated and big. Right. And like Ed Wood's like a small scale story about just a guy and some Pete friends trying to make some movies and really scrappy and you know. Um, what I like about Ed Wood because Mark. I'm going to agree with you. I think it's overrated. I do think it it's probably a masterpiece. It's just one that I don't really have a lot of personal affection for. Exactly. But what I really like about it is the like camaraderie of like the Island of Misfit Toys. Like it does that yeah, really yeah, well yeah. where it's like a bunch of outsider weirdos. And Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker's like, you're all fucking weird. And she's not wrong. <laughs> like, Y'all yeah. are all crazy. And she like leaves. I, um, I like that stuff about it. My yeah. Tim Burton hot take in terms okay. of like overrated. Oh boy. Oh my God. I'm not even going to say anything. I'm scared. I, and this is coming from somebody who I know, I know I talked about like having a really bad memory about like, you know, what movies saw right. first. I know for a fact, probably the first movie I ever saw was Batman 89. Wait, did and then immediately. No, 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 on VHS. Okay. Just in general, yeah. And then immediately, my uncle put on Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Er- completely erased my memory of Batman 89. <laughs> so for for years, I was like, oh, yeah, the Joker, the Penguin, the Catwoman, they're all in the same movie. And then, <laughs> and then, like, and then years later uh, as a kid, I watched them both again. And ever since, to this day, whenever I watch them, dude, I am not a fan of Batman 89. I do not like Batman 89. Wow. Yeah. And again, brings me no pleasure is... to say that. I love Tim Burton. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, I like, another hurtful, I like Batman. Personal. You know what's funny? In my, in my older age now, I've come around that I think I like Batman Returns more than Batman. I still love them both, but I think oh, Batman yeah, Returns is both. it's so much more fun, weirdo Tim Burton it's... stuff in Batman Returns. Like... <laughs> Every time I watch Batman 89, I'm like, I... I wish I saw what other people saw in it, but I'm like, this is the Jack Nicholson performance that everybody's like, we oh we can't do another Joker. He owns it, and I'm like, yeah, I agree with you on that. What? I, I was like, never, yeah. He's barely. He's just being Jack, kind of. <laughs> uh, this pod needs Menema. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. So you know. had Tim Burton, Alice in Wonderland. What's the other director you're going to name? Did you already... Oh, Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Okay, what's your least favorite Peter Jackson movie? Oh. <laughs> Okay, so I need to rewatch it, but oh, I hate to admit this, but it's gotta, oh, it's gotta be <laughs> Heavenly Creatures. I've never seen it. It's very hard to see. It's weirdly hard to see. I think. <laughs> I think that movie's so such a bummer, and I, I don't know. That's not a good reason to be like right, right. That's because it's not a bad movie. Yeah, it's just like 
God. Like I, I, I watched that <laughs> movie and I was like, I hate these characters. <laughs> They're awful. <laughs> So it's supposed like, to be like a supposed to be like a dark love story and like yeah. a, a dark drama and stuff, but it's like, oh god! I was, <laughs> so you like heavenly creatures less than the Frighteners, then, which I thought was your least favorite. Have you seen well, Lovely Bones? That feels like the one everyone hates. No, oh, Lovely yeah. Bones is good. Hayden and oh, I okay. are Lovely okay. Bones fans. I, I love Lovely Bones. Yeah, I, need to see, okay. I love Lovely Bones. That's the first. I swear to God, first. I think the first right. positive thing I've ever heard that movie because I think everybody. Right. And talk about it, I heard a real downer and everyone hated it. And I well, it is it is a downer. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say anything good about it till now. This is what's well, a okay. downer, but it but it does have an uplifting, and it, I think it's beautiful. And there are moments in it that sing so beautifully. Like the last time I watched it, I was just like, This is just lighting me up inside. Okay. And oh, wow. I, right. I, I I know a lot of people dislike it. Um I I understand why they dislike it, but uh yeah, it 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 brings to me no uh joy to put heavenly creatures below lovely bones and the Hobbit movies, but um, <laughs> I feel like it oh, brings yeah, you, I feel the like brings you a little joy, <laughs> just a little, just a little joy, just a little joy, because I do like the Hobbit movies, love the lovely bones, and I don't love the Frighteners, but one day I know I will come around on the Frighteners. It's just the effects of it. It's the effects of it, and I do think that movie is a little bo- a little boring. Hmm. I need to see it. I've never actually seen it because oh, man. didn't did Arrow put out the Frighteners? I think they're so? supposed to. They've been teasing it for like years. Because I am buying that the second they put that out, Same. but yeah, I'm like scared too. that I missed it. No, they haven't done it yet. But yeah, I'm waiting right. for it as well. <laughs> God, I, right. I just think uh, you. Know, I First feel like off, my biggest I, takeaway from this is I need to watch Lovely Bones, which I was thinking I would never watch. Well, you should, life. you should also watch Frighteners because I am a defender of the Frighteners. I got to catch up on some. Michael J. Fox is just hilarious. He's always great, but right. That's I an underrated just, Michael J. Fox performance. I think the three times I've watched it, I've just been in a bad mood. I, I always pick like bad moods, to, like put that on. <laughs> it like doesn't help. Uh-huh. I need to watch it in a good mood. Oh, freak matt i, I mean i said it's an underrated uh, <laughs> we already swore multiple performance. Times. <laughs> i know but i'm still trying to keep the habit jeffrey combs in the frighteners uh-huh. oh yeah that is a performance that you will be raving about for days okay. like that performance alone you will just be thrilled you're watching that movie oh all right all right um i have one more question that kind of ties to what we we're just talking about because i'm really curious but if you guys have anything else you really want to add, it's almost been three hours. Probably to wrap up. But oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not asking. Yeah. This is supposed else. to be a fun, breezy hangout episode. It went three hours. Jesus. Although, well, it's very much, breezy. That's put how the much fun we have. Huh? That's how much fun we have hanging out. I know. I mean, you put the people probably expect when they see our names together, it's going to be a, a you know three hour episode. I hope. I just hope this is listenable. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. I got to cut out the part when you guys went, you went to grab food and Mark grabbed a Dr. Pepper. But, uh, <laughs> no, you, know, you, don't. you guys were talking about. Oh, yeah. The Dr. Pepper part's fine. That was really quick. But the food thing, I got to edit. But it's it's fine. It's a long podcast. You got you got hungry. Um, Did get hungry? I forgot to. I'm starving because I didn't eat before. <laughs> so, um, uh, OK. If, if anything else, you guys were like, I got to ask this question. Oh, I have I, one real quick one. Real quick okay. one. Oh boy. If you if you could send one movie out into space for aliens to see, what would it be? Oh. You can Wait. either like it or you can just be like, this exemplifies movies the most. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not gonna waste time. Inception. 
Oh, it's a fun one. Uh, oh boy. Um, I mean, I think it's fresh on my mind, and it's aliens. I almost want to say close encounters, a third kind, but um, <laughs> you'd send aliens. Al- we're gonna, aliens. we're gonna hey, kill aliens. you. Yeah. We're gonna no. kill you. No, I won't send them. Independ- I'll send him Independence Day. Ooh, uh, what if you send him Avatar? <laughs> Stay oh, far yeah. away from us. Just sent them like just hardcore porn and just said, "Hey, enjoy." <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta think. Oh man. Well, here I've got one. See, I, I was like thinking. That. I was hmm. thinking Mary Poppins because. It's got everything a movie could be. It's like funny. It's uh, got little musical numbers. There's animation and live action in it. And if aliens are really stupid and they think it's like a documentary, they'll be like, what the fuck? And they'll like leave because they'll be afraid of us. Oh, I I probably <laughs> just send them something I think is really delightful, like Back to the Future. It'd be like, here, enjoy this. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't want to offend them, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, i'll send them independence day yeah say fuck you <laughs> they were like we were gonna be nice um i don't know that's a, that's a good one that's a, I, I might have a better answer down the road okay i because i've been watching a lot of spielberg lately and i feel like everyone could have different answers to this i want to hear your favorite spielberg and your least favorite spielberg oh boy hey? <laughs> i haven't favorite... even seen all his movies but yeah uh, my favorite kind of flip flops between uh, the two J's, Jaws and Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my least favorite that would uh, that would take some thinking. <laughs> All right, favorite easy Jaws done, done. Period. In a sentence. <laughs> one of the, one of the first movies I remember seeing. All of a sudden, all my memories are coming back to me. <laughs> Love love jaws to this day i've seen it more than any other movie it's one of those ones where like um there's an episode we were both on where mark was like you know what some movies are classics for a reason we need to be unashamed to be like yeah of course they're one of our favorites jaws jaws is one of mine where it's like it's almost like it the movie doesn't need you it's definitely like it's it's beyond all of us but i can't help it it's one of the classic ones where i'm like yeah it's definitely up there you know so Jaws is my favorite. I do have to think about my least favorite, though. All right, I'm looking at his movies on Letterboxd right now. Okay. Man, do I have a... I asked the question, I'm like, do I have a least favorite? Um... All right, you know, all right, you know what? I'll say it. I feel bad because I do... I am a defender of this movie, and I do think it gets way too bad of a rap, but when I think of all the Spielberg I've seen, this is the one that I kind of enjoy the least, but... I can't believe I'm adding to the fire, but uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, wow. How Again, did I forget? I like Kingdom of I, th- the I, I do. I think it's a fun movie. I haven't seen a Spielberg film that I dislike. I, you know what? If you would have asked me last year, I would have said Ready Player One, but I rewatched that this year and I actually had a blast with it. It's oh, a fun boy. movie, baby. Um, there's a few that like I just haven't, like I haven't seen 1940. Was it one? Yeah, nineteen forty-one, which I, I think most people that. think is one of his least or worst movies. Yeah, right. I haven't seen, I haven't seen uh, quite a few of his movies actually. Um, He's got a lot. I'll go, <laughs> yeah, I'll go ahead and say the Terminal. I think Terminal is okay, but um, I don't love it. Terminal's cute. Yeah, yeah it's cute. I, it's cute. I, I remember watching that and being like, "This is nice," but it's such. A, I, I feel like it's a minor work that's meant to be a minor work. I feel like he shot it like on a whim. I don't know. It's right. like, was it one of those movies? I think he does a slot where he he'll do like a big movie and it might need like effects work. And then he'll go make a smaller movie really quickly. Like I think he did ready player one and made the post. 
and he did Schindler's List while Jurassic Park was being worked on. So he does this thing where he'll like do a smaller movie. I think Terminal might just be, I don't know, Terminal's fine. I but it's Terminal's like, I need to I need to rewatch the Terminal because like I don't know. But other than that, it'd probably be Bridge of Spies or The Post, which I think are both very good. But <laughs> again, uh, it's like. like they're kind of like take mom to the movies movies you know yeah you guys know what movie opened the same day as the terminal no dodgeball true underdog story oh what a day at the movies one of the (laughs) one of those movies has one of those movies has more longevity but i don't think it's the better movie (laughs) although i do Uh, i I like dodgeball dodgeball's the only two spielberg movies that i've seen that genuinely i remember like i actively don't like this i kind of You're talking to two lost world lovers by the way i got no problem with lost you're world. talking to a bfg it. lover i think lost world gets shit on <laughs> you're talking to a bfg think, lover well, first of all it's compared to jurassic park it's tough it's jurassic park and then, right. it's, and then i just people think it's lesser spielberg i don't know i think it's fine i think it's pretty i, I think it's good actually but um amongst his filmography it's like tough too because he has uh people shit on hook all the time I, I have never heard anyone give me a good reason why they think Hook is so bad. They just I think, like Hook. I, I, I just you? watched it for the first time. You know what? I can give you one reason why it's bad. Okay. It has the only track John Williams has ever written that is bad. <laughs> what's it called? I don't know if you, it's called. Um, what's what's the character's last name? B- ban- Banning. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Banning at home is the name of the track. Okay. And it's like. And it is so corny. It is gotta, so corny. It's so funny because uh, a guy is a friend of a show, Jackson Boren on Twitter. We were just messing about John Williams, I think, or just the hook sound. Something about Hook and John Williams. And he sent me a piece of music. What was it called? I hope it wasn't called that one because I remember listening to it and being like, this is good. I don't think it was no, that one, though. It cannot be that one. I don't think it's that one. I can't find it. But yeah, we. I, I just, it's weird. I've heard Hook shit on for years and I've never heard anyone sit down and tell me why they think Hook is bad. <laughs> like, I guess because just because it's a kid's movie with him and I, I don't oh. know, like, I can't figure it out. But I Griffin think it's Newman shits on it on every single episode of Blank Check and has does he ever say, say why, why he thinks, thinks it's bad. Never. <laughs> say I've it never seen it. It's like, it's like a, it. it's like just a thing we've all decided to agree on, but no one has a reason, I feel like. I mean, and amongst other movies, it's probably Lesser Spielberg, but I don't think it's bad. Okay, the only two movies I really don't like are Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I remember leaving that movie angry when I left. I was like really genuinely <laughs> oh, yeah. angry at how bad it was. And Ready Player All One. Right. I right. just don't think. All right. <laughs> All right. Man, I, don't I, think... I walked out of both those movies thinking they were pretty fun. And whenever I saw Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I was... I was just now on the internet. I was, so I wasn't super cynical. I remember going home and being like, everybody hated that. Why? And then I remember going into ready player one being like, I'm going to hate this. This is going to be terrible. And I walked out. And I was like, that was pretty fun. I, I don't know. I just don't, I can't, maybe I need to rewatch ready player one. I watched it once. You're good. I thought it was, there's only so much time. Ridiculous. I, I, I didn't I, like, I don't know how to even describe it. Like maybe what I felt like the messaging was of. Oh yeah, no, it's awful. <laughs> it's, like... it's it's so bleak. It is so bleak. Uh, but, uh... What, is, what is the message of that movie? Like, I hey, mean, go there's... out, go outside one day a week. Yeah, it's like we decided on one day a week. I think it's also there was something about maybe it was how fast the two kind of main characters like fall in love with each other, which I didn't buy at all. And I thought it was weird that this girl who's still beautiful, Olivia Cook, has like 
a, a facial thing I could barely even see. And she's like, I'm a freak who shouldn't be seen with it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, and he's like, just, he's oh. like, that's what makes you beautiful. Right. And you're like, like right, well, <laughs> right. here's the thing, Matt. Uh, these kids are in, these kids are like high school age, I think. Right. High school kids are brutal. I so know, when you're, but... we like to act, uh, we like to act evolved as we're older and be like, oh my God, she's, shut up. But when you were a kid, <laughs> Or what? Well, not when we were kids, but a lot of people when they're kids, they don't like to admit it that they probably would have been just as cruel. Oh, absolutely! Kids are kids Wasn't are. Wasn't everyone hiding in this game anyway? Everyone like who, kids everyone who, yeah, everyone <sighs> who reviews high school movies like they do it through hindsight without like reflecting on. Well, wait a minute! I wasn't that great in high school, was I? I was. I mean, I was a piece of shit in high school. <laughs> Oh man, I used I to be a piece of shit. I don't know. Maybe I should rewatch it. I still it. am. I will also say, and this is this is not fair to the movie, but again, that friend I mentioned way earlier in the show, whose takes on movies can be really frustrating. The way he talked about it made me not like the movie even less because I think it was like his fantasy fulfillment in Ready Player One. Oh and I was no! Like, oh no! Like I just felt like this is like he wanted that that life of like oh I. He's like a- this is the happiest movie I've ever seen. I think it was like, um, it just, the way he talked about it was like really off-putting. And I, I don't like this even less than before, <laughs> but anyway, I'll give him another chance someday. I don't know. But, uh, and came with crystal skull. There's just so many little things that the way it looks, the stuff with Shia LaBeouf. I don't like any of that. I just, I just don't, I just don't like it. <laughs> like yeah, that's uh, fair. it that's felt fair. like it felt half-hearted to me. It was like, I think we've talked about this where the, uh, the line Harrison Ford has about like, uh, where did you learn? What is it like? It's like the trailer line, but the the trailer take was better than the take in the movie. You're you a are you teacher. <laughs> yeah, part time. Part time. Yeah, but part isn't that better in the trailer? And it's like a worse take in the movie. It is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's I didn't like, even realize this until in the they trailer. He out. goes in the trailer. He goes part time, and then the movie goes part time. Part time. I don't know. So There's lots of stuff. I can't wait to making a fifth goddamn 80 80 year old indiana jones movie oh, <laughs> like i hope it's good man, but little, I, little, I'm, man. I'm excited it's james mangold he's I, good yeah, he's good he is good i'm gonna you know i'm gonna see it i'm just saying like i'm concerned about it but it's like you know. i don't know if i'm i don't know if i'm excited based on my reaction to scream i don't I'm not excited to see these other filmmakers that's take right on. james mangold wasn't firing on all cylinders with scream that's true <laughs> I'm saying I'm not super excited about seeing these other filmmakers take uh, franchises that have been exclusively one filmmaker and then like taking them over. I, I'm just, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I, I feel like my favorite Spielberg is pretty basic, but it's like, uh, I'd probably go Raiders of the Lost Ark or Jurassic it's a great- Park. They're great movies. I think well, I and I think Minority Report is legitimately one of his best movies. That that's I mean, my number three. Okay, that's yeah, I that's good to hear. Like I that one. Hmm? I need to rewatch that one. It's really good. Um, and then he has stuff like that's great, like Schindler's List. But I'm not ever really in the mood to rewatch. Oh, you know, <laughs> a movie as heavy yeah. as Schindler's List. I and, actually still haven't seen Schindler's List. That's one of them I'm uh, planning to watch this year. I had to really carve out like time. Like it's three hours long. And I was like, I got to be in the right mindset. It's very sad. Um, It's tough. It's a tough watch, but it's so good. It was like a very rewarding watch, but you really got to be like, okay, I'm going to watch this list. I'm going to deal with some stuff. It's going to be three hours. Like, um, but it was great. It was like, 
I mean, there's a case that you made it's his best movie overall, but I'd rather watch like favorites. I'd rather watch like right Raiders and Jurassic Park. You Some know? escapism. Yeah. 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 I actually I made a big deal about how I'm going to try and cross off every Spielberg film I haven't seen this year. And so far, I've only done the BFG. <laughs> He's got so many. I think I uh, made a letterbox list to like rank them as I was moving along. And there's like 34 movies or like 32 He's movies. He's got a lot of movies. I even I even toyed around the idea of doing like a, when, when Unscottable's over, doing like a Spielberg series. But I'm like, that's going to take forever. Oh. It's, <laughs> even, blank, it's... even Blank Check didn't do an entire Spielberg series. <laughs> Yeah, then I was like, I'm not doing that. That's too many movies, and it. Yeah, it's not like he needs to be hyped up anymore. It's Steven Spielberg. He's he's good. <laughs> he's he's okay. He's doing all right. But I feel like everybody would have maybe similar favorites for him. But I thought I was thinking like, how do you pick your least favorite? Would be interesting because I feel like the least favorites could be all over the place. So right. Yeah. Especially <laughs> especially if you haven't seen all of his movies, like because I'm sure everyone would say 1941 or right. I don't know. One of the other ones no one's ever seen. People but... pick on Always, a movie everyone forgets exists. Always, yes. Yeah. Uh, Sugarland Express, like from the seventies after Duel, like that's like a movie. Right. No, a... no one picks. I think people like Sugarland Express. Oh, I think it's just. I was gonna say no I think one's seen Sugarland Sugar it. Express. Yeah, it's like <laughs> there's ones I think just get forgot about in like his filmography, like War Horse. <laughs> like you know, it's just like oh, oh, well, oh, oh. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I've never seen. It. I'm just saying like there's movies. Love he War makes Horse. so many movies yeah. that I feel like there's ones that just fall out of the conversation and they don't yeah. fall into the favorites or us. Well, you know, I, here's something that happened with Spielberg. I noticed. I feel like the second West Side Story came out, that's when everyone started being like, okay, this guy's one of our greats, and we have to appreciate him. But people, that might have been people kind of overcompensating for the back the back the fact that they spent the last 10 years kind right. of taking him for granted or actively yeah. shitting on him because no, no i remember one... i remember in film school i mean and this is i mean this still happens to this day because he's the populist people like all the film school kids hated him because he makes candy he makes candy for people <laughs> it's like it's like uh, what do you think movies are right but he makes They're the, the most accessible <laughs> art form. Therefore, yeah. everyone. Therefore, everyone. I definitely idiot. went through that phase too because he's also not considered like an edgy filmmaker. So it's no. like, yeah, you know, it's. I went through that. I think everyone goes to that film school phase for the most part, where you're like, yeah, yeah. oh, Spielberg's like he's for the people. He's for like he's too sentimental and for kids and but you know blah blah. It's like, and then it's you come back. Oh, he's a really good director. Yeah, yeah. It just mm -hmm. takes people time, but yeah, yeah, no. I'm glad we're on the same page again. Uh, <laughs> I guess I don't know what else to say. We went. I've got one more question. Okay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. Look, right, I'm, lo this... I'm, no, I'm loving hanging out with you guys. But we I are, am too. We are going no, no. all here. I know. I know. I know. No, no. This is the last one. I promise. Okay. Last one. I promise. I'm gonna eat my own hand. <laughs> what is? <laughs> what is everyone's least favorite David Cronenberg film released in 2022? Oh. And I want to hear Mark's thoughts on it. I forgot has about he, this. Wait, has he had any movies come out this year? Oh, boy. <laughs> he had one of the most Cronenberg movies come out this year. Debatable. Uh, That's, oh, come on. Debatable. I, <laughs> I've, just been, I've just been waiting for two days to talk to Mark about Crimes of the Future. And I have, I have to after Saul's letterbox rating. Look, I don't remember anything about that movie. <laughs> 
Look, I saw Crimes of the Future at 10.45 after a 10-hour workday. Oh, no. Because it was literally the last chance I had to see it before it was not showing anymore. And I figured, I like Cronenberg, (laughs) but it's going to take even more trouble for me to motivate myself to watch it at home than it is in theaters. And I will admit, well, I still don't like it, but I was talking to a friend about certain elements of it, and... Certain parts are funnier than I gave him credit for. I really like, I do think the chair that Vigo has to eat in is funny. Even though I literally don't understand anything about its purpose. Look, the whole movie, it's just a movie that, the whole point of the movie is just saying that artists suck. Which that (laughs) is, that is a viewpoint that I can get on board with. Because a lot of artists, they are self-absorbed pieces of shoot they suck <laughs> pieces of shoot oh, and um <laughs> they're pieces <but> of shoot <laughs> i i don't like and i don't mind movies that are cold and they kind of you know you have to work to get on their wavelength somewhat like they don't let you in easily like i love stanley kubrick i love a lot of cronenberg's other movies that are cold i love existence that's a cold movie but i first off it takes place the world you really don't know where this movie takes place if it takes place in far in the future near in the future there aren't any computers except for beds or chairs for some reason i could not get into the world at first and also the characters aren't letting you into the world i feel like despite all the exposition there is nothing for you to grasp onto so i really felt no way to grasp any of the ideas he was trying to present like i kind of got him but at a certain point it just got frustrating and it's like you know what some movies are just not for you that's my nice way of saying some movies are just some movies are just bad (laughs) some movies are just pieces of shoot (laughs) but look someday way down the road Maybe I'll come back to it and I'll think it's a masterpiece, but life's too short. I thought it was frustrating. I liked Kristen Stewart. I liked what she was doing. She was just twitchy and weird the whole time. Yeah. She was having fun, (laughs) but like, I couldn't even, I didn't even care about what Leia or uh, Vigo were doing. How much of the movie does Vigo spin just laying down because in all the marketing <laughs> it looks like he's just laying down the whole actually movie. no he, he actually walks around a lot of the yeah, movie okay. walking around in a cloak like the phantom of the opera <laughs> he's like in a, in a cloak he, he looks like a jedi wandering through the desert for half the movie i feel like wow. he's in like a he's in this at cloak. last we'll have our revenge <laughs> <laughs> i mean i liked it more than mark did i it's it's funny because again it's a movie i liked but it's like to me it's lesser cronenberg even though it's i think it's very cronenberg with what it's doing i'm uh, giving it a hard time but yeah it's it is very cronenberg but i don't know you know what our friend houston put it perfectly he said cronenberg needs to have at least one character kind of reacting to what's going on in the movie reacting with horror like you've at least got <laughs> Art Hindle and kind of Oliver Reed in The Brood. You've got uh, Gina Davis in The Fly. In this movie, every no one is uh, outside of this world. Everyone is just like, oh, this is just normal. Whatever. <laughs> that's, that's and that takes a lot of point. fun out of it. Everybody is pretty like on the same 
level, I feel like. And except Kristen Stewart, I think is the MVP because she's acting like a real fucking little weirdo. Oh, sorry, freaking she's little the, weirdo. She's the weirdest <laughs> one of them all. We're trying to swear. She is such a little like weirdo creep. I love it. Like she's oh my god. There's a really funny scene with her and Vigo. Oh, he had his great line about like I don't remember how to do the old sex or something. I'm not very good at the old. <laughs> not very good at the I old mean, sex. Yeah, I was. Um, I was told that line was funny. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, Mark, do you think do you think the movie was affected by seeing it at ten forty five at night after a ten hour shift? Uh, I mean, partially. <laughs> that, partially. That, uh, there's a lot. For of the movies. record, I will say yeah. <laughs> I did fall asleep at the beginning for like five. Wow, I don't know how long. Maybe five <laughs> minutes. I don't think that would have uh, affected me that much because, I mean, I've seen plenty of weird movies after long workday and flat out love them. This was one that was particularly like taxing. I mean, I will say like, I preferred yeah. I prefer I even prefer Maps to the Stars to this one. Wow. I've never seen it, but I've heard nothing but bad things. Uh that it's uh it's fine. I I uh I would say about uh the, the crimes of goddamn was the movie Crimes of the Future. Oh my god, I'm so hungry. Uh it's uh <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's, it's okay. Uh that Crimes of my not, tummy. It is not paced. Uh, it's pace delivery, I'll say. I saw it like at noon on a Saturday, so I was fresh as a daisy. But I was, if I had waited that long, you know, it would have been tough. It's it's not a. It's. A, I think I would have been just sleepy. as angry if I had you watched it been. in the, I, I like just... afternoon on my day off. I would have been just as angry because that's two hours that I could have devoted <laughs> to watching something else. I would I would have rather watched Jurassic World Dominion again. That's wow. the dumbest movie you have, I've ever you seen. You have been talking about wanting to rewatch that. That is the, that is the dumbest movie I've ever seen, but I had <laughs> that, that was a fun movie. I want to rewatch it with like you two guys because I want to make fun of uh Dodgson so bad. I yeah. want to like watch every single thing that guy does on screen. <laughs> There's a lot to make fun of in Jurassic World to me. Campbell Scott from The Exorcism of Emily Rose. He's a very he good actor. So bizarre. he is so that performance in jurassic world to me is so bizarre i'm sorry it was very entertaining performance in a very entertaining movie the fact that with locusts my stomach is making noise i cannot focus anymore also monica bluch is on the tv behind mark and it's very distracting uh (laughs) watching matrix reloaded yeah (laughs) i think i have to wrap up uh because i think things are gonna go off the rails here soon i think we covered a lot of good stuff I think we covered think, a a lot of stuff. So. Good, we bad, ugly, everything. No, no, we we, we talked episode. for three hours. <laughs> Only three. It's a shorter one for us. Um, <laughs> yeah, after I listened to the episode of Cobwebs that Hayden was just on, I kind that was that's what spurred this when I asked you guys. I was like, I need a hangout episode with Hayden and Mark because I just want to talk about random stuff for a couple of hours. I'm like, so bad at derailing. You cannot get me to talk about one subject without me. And we didn't. We got to talk on. about everything. But you guys perfect. didn't. You guys didn't answer the question though. Wait, what? what is y'all's least favorite David Cronenberg movie released in 2022? <laughs> I have, I, mean, I have my, no intention of seeing it, but I gotta say, crimes against crimes against my future, or whatever. Well, didn't um, aren't crimes they putting, the crimes against my future? <laughs> aren't they putting out one of his movies on Criterion this year? Or oh. it, are they putting out M Butterfly, or was that already on Criterion? No. I don't know. What? That's a Cronenberg we no one talks about, by the way. That is in that lost category of like, I feel like I never hear it mentioned. I see, I go to filmography and go, oh yeah, and Butterfly, that exists. Like I forget that it, that it even exists. It may be good. I'm just saying no one talks about it. And Butterfly. 
okay we really got to wrap up your yawning <laughs> so uh all right well this was fun uh we answer all the questions thank you everyone for questions again this is good yes um yes you guys have questions too so uh this was good we gotta do this by every like three or four months to get out of our oh system lord. oh lord <laughs> also hayden i was thinking the other day we got to do our sequel episode to highlander we got to watch highlander oh too. my god we oh, do bang, and we bang. have to do our sequel to uh vertical limit and uh poseidon episode oh my god oh, yeah <laughs> got lots of follow-ups too got um, all these sequels man. all these sequels um okay well i can let you guys <laughs> <laughs> that's like we're out <laughs> we're out no, i don't i'm gonna let you guys plug stuff you will follow you and all that stuff okay Mark. yeah you can find oh, me uh, oh i'm sorry <laughs> okay. uh if I, if I, I'm about to go to sleep if uh, if I'm yawning so much. Uh, uh, you can find me on Letterboxd at Hayden Comes Alive. I've linked uh, my little Amazon link where you can find the uh, anthologies my short stories are published in if you want to read some scary stories written by me. Uh, in the dark? Can okay. I tell them in the dark or can they be told in you, the daytime too? You can tell them in the dark. You'll need a little flashlight though. Ah, uh, yeah, that's uh, more money. Yeah. <laughs> so that's me okay all right uh mark <laughs> uh my name is uh, mark warner i'm a frequent guest on film feast schlocking i've been on a couple of cobwebs on a lot of inside sequels you can hear me on podcasts uh you can find me on twitter at uh at the shape 14 capital t-h-e underscore capital s-h-a-p-e 14 uh, you can also just find me on uh, Letterboxd, Mark Warner. Um, yeah, I'm just posting hot takes on there. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> I think the hottest takes. I was on. Hayden, uh, <laughs> I was recently on a uh, an unscottable on this here film feast to talk deja vu. You can go listen to that. Yeah, a lot of people still. I you know it, we obviously had technical issues and it was came out kind of unfinished, but a lot of people still had very nice things to say. So that made me happy. So. I love the I love the button at the end. Yeah, don't worry, baby. And then don't it worry, ends. baby. He goes, <laughs> don't worry, baby. It kind of worked out, and I won't. And then it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a good episode though. I wish we got to talk longer, but maybe one day we'll do a deja vu redux or deja vu deja vu. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that was a fun one. I'm glad we did this episode and, and my Zoom didn't crash. That's great. New laptop, really helpful. <laughs> so uh, I'm not even going to plug anything because if you listen to three hours of us talking, you you definitely know about this podcast. <laughs> like, there's no way in hell this was someone's first episode of Filthy. It's like, oh my God, the usual stuff. Um, all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We are three odd and lonely children reaching for eternity. <laughs>